featuring your host, Kai. And Bree. And we're here to talk about uh, Mad one Men, episode. Season 1, Episode 3, Marriage of Figaro. So, we finished this episode and we, like, stared at each other. Like, this is a doozy. This is a hell of an episode right here. Absolutely crazy turns. I'm just like, what is happening right now? With, so um, much is going Dawn. on. Dawn is... Mm. Yeah, we see we see Dawn in a a new light. I want to say. Um. So, um, this episode aired August second, two thousand two, and we have a different writer for this. Two thousand two. I'm sorry, two thousand seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we actually have a different writer for this episode. It's Tom Palmer. Um, so it looks like he does did a bunch of stuff back in the thirties. Which is, uh... An animator from the... Animator. What? That doesn't sound right. How is that... That doesn't make any, any, any sense. Tom Palmer, the writer? Am I crazy? (laughs) Like, what? Oh, look at IMDb. Don't look at Google. Google's just like, oh, there's this one guy named Tom Palmer who fucking lived in the 1930s. It's still on. It's still on IMDb too. Yeah, though. click him. Click him. If that's the same person, I will be color me surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. let's say I'm so dead. That's hilarious. Google is not very helpful. Um, but yeah, it's a different writer this time. Tom Palmer, the writer, not the old timey artist. Not the guy <laughs> from the 30s. <laughs> I was like, wait, the 30s? Hold up. I know we're old fashioned, but shit. Okay, so um, let's go ahead and dive on in. Here's yep. My- Every time I say dive on in, I think of Roger. Dive on in. Dive so, on um, in. should use that sound bite. I'm dead. <laughs> so, we start on the train, and um, Don's, I'm assuming, on his way to work because it looks like it's the morning. Um, and um, he's just smoking, looking at a newspaper article. So, Is it a magazine? Yeah, he's looking at a magazine, and he's looking at an ad. He's looking at an ad for a Volkswagen Beetle. So it's just like I think there's I think there's an actual ad too. Mm-hmm. This so it was just a page and all you could see was just a Volkswagen Beetle like a front look up and then and, like a little bit of writing at the bottom and the and word then it, says, it was just one word it said limit limit. So oh. I think now from what I'm pretty sure a lemon is like a term for a bad car like one of those like one of those junky cars that you just get for drive for a year or two and then like it's a limit. Like it's one of those car- like one of the cars you try to take back to the dealership. That's crazy. Because it fucks up. So, um, I'm guessing it's kind of they're kind of saying it's like a joke. Like this beetle is a lemon. Although I don't. Why would they do that? That sounds like a horrible marketing skill. But I mean, I don't get the joke. Um, but I guess it. I guess it's ironic. I guess like it's like putting on, it's like putting some stuff on some food. Like this is the worst food ever. Come buy it. I don't know. Some kind of irony. They talk about it a lot more later on. Um, mm-hmm. But he's reading this ad, and a guy walks up to him. Um, a guy's getting off the train, and he, like, recognizes... He recognizes Don. And this, like... I think the first time I saw this, I had to rewind, because I didn't hear what he said. He doesn't call him Don. He calls him... Dick. <laughs> he calls him Richard. Or Dick. Which still blows my mind. How is Dick short for Richard? You can't even make dick with the letters in Richard. Yeah, You're missing a K. Uh, it, it yeah, I don't I don't know. Your English words are weird. Um, it's but weird. 
he's like, hey, Dick, how you doing? And Don, like, looks at him, and instead of saying, uh, no, sir, my name is Don. Good, he, like, good, stares good at close. him for a little bit, and then he's like, hey. And, like, he actually recognizes this guy that is calling him from a different name. Yeah, like, he's actually, like, responding to the name Dick Whitman, or Richard Whitman. Um, so... He mentioned some guy uh, named Larry um, from Fort Oil. I'm assuming it's somewhere he was stationed or something like that. So, Army Buddy. So army Buddy. This is an Army Buddy that's calling him by Richard Whitman. Now, as a first-time watcher, which none of us are, we, um, when I'm looking back, I'm thinking, now what, what do we know about Don? We know that he has another name. He has Richard another Whitman. name. And we know that he had this name when he was in the army. Because he still has army buddies that know him by that name. Exactly. So but you don't forget someone you were in the army with, especially for him getting a award for like, you know, actual combat damage to his body. But you know? the Purple Heart did not have the name I don't think it had the name it did not Richard it had on it. Donald Francis Draper on it. So and see <laughs> Now we're getting into some, so something, somewhere, Don changed his name while he was in the army. And, um, We will be putting that in the vault. I would, yeah, that's definitely vault. That's definitely vault material. Um, so, the guy's like, hey, here's my number, give me a call. Don gives that, Don gives that face, like, I'm not gonna call you ever again. But good seeing you, though. Like, you know that look when you see someone from high school and you're just like... I'm going to call you later, but not really. Yeah, he just wants to catch up with his old army buddy. He's crazy. Um, But, yeah, he's obviously not calling him. And um, the guy um, walks off and says, Oh, Dick Whitman, what are the chances? Old Dick. (laughs) Give me the new Dick. Give me that old Dick. (laughs) What did he say? Don't give me... What did he say? I don't want good old... I don't want bad new Dick. Give me good old Dick. Pause. (laughs) <laughs> American Dad's crazy. Um, Absolutely crazy. And then, so after that, uh, we actually see one of the train guys. I forget what they're called. Or, uh, like the ticketer? Train or attendant? Train, con- not a conductor. Not the conductor. I don't want to call him a waiter either. He's not. He's the ticketer. Him, He's the ticketer. The ticketer? Okay, ticketer. Okay. <laughs> so he, the ticketer. That sounds like a Batman villain. But okay. <laughs> the ticketer. Uh, he actually, like, glances at the Volkswagen ad that Don has. And, and like, chuckles a little bit. He, like, chuckles a little Yeah. So, hmm, at least uh, someone found it funny, I guess. Um, so, after the train, um, we go to the office. And um, we learned that the elevator attendant that was in the... I, he's the same one from the first episode, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. His name's Hollis. So, we'll see. And he's the same black guy so our count doesn't go up odd name but okay hollis um, stir hollister oh wow um but pete is back he's back from his lovely honeymoon he's finally um, back and he's glowing in the office all his friends are riding his dick and missed him one of the ad um, boys is like you sure look depleted <laughs> like, when i hear the word depleted i think of a balloon <laughs> That's how I'm imagining it too. It just makes it's um, They asked him how it was, and not the actual uh, like activities. The they're talking about how um, having sex with his wife was, and he's like, "A gentleman never discusses." But then that um, ages pretty well, though. Like I, I still like guys won't directly. 
at least not the guys I'm around. They don't. We don't directly talk about like fucking our wives. Like, <laughs> we will like you know make shorthand like oh we're not gonna talk about it or oh we had a we had a real fun night yeah we had a hell of a night well you know we don't really yeah, get yeah into details but so that ages pretty well um, um for a second um but so Pete's really he's really like kind of loving marriage a little bit he's kind of he's kind of in the honeymoon phase a little mm-hmm. bit. And one of the ad guys mentions, he's like, so you're saying it, there was a lot of missionary. <laughs> Happy week. Quotable. I was like, wow. <laughs> um, and then... Pete mentions that something happened like to him during the ceremony, and he's different now. So I do think he's, um, at least at this moment um, in this episode, you know, trying to be an actual husband. You know what's ironic? I just thought about um, in the first episode... So he has his ba- in the first episode he has his bachelor party. Bachelor party is supposed to be like the last night a single guy can be can be single, right? Pete technically takes advantage of that by fucking Peggy that night. Like mm-hmm. that's his last night as a single. That's literally his last night as a quote unquote single guy. Even though you've been engaged, it's not really single, but whatever. That's true. Um, you're not, but he takes it. And now that he's married, now that he's said the vows, crossed the altar, all that, now he's a, now he's a married man. Now he's, he's a husband. He's ready to commit, even though he's been dating Trudy for how long? <laughs> he did uh, find out a fact about Niagara Falls. He said 600,000 was the gallons of water per second in Niagara. And I'm like, I bet they drilled that fact into you. You had nothing else to listen to but that. For real. I'm, I'm good. You were there for two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. I'm sure he's been on the like three tour like three tours back to back to back. Like he's been on the same tour again and again and again and again. Like, hey, the Campbells, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> you're just here yesterday. You are you, you know the speech by heart by now. You want to do it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so all uh, the all the girls are telling Pete welcome, and um, it's I guess it's got him feeling pretty good. He's like, oh, I'm a married man. All the girls want me, but I'm married, so I'm not gonna take him. Blah blah. You know how it is. He's really kind of feeling that um, that afterglow of a newly married man. Mm-hmm. Really feeling it. Um, he goes to his office and he walks in on like, <laughs> I guess this is like the ad boys prank on them. Horrible. On him, but he did, he walks in on like this Asian guy and like a bunch of chickens in his office and the Asian guy's like yelling at him. I think there were other people in there too. Oh, okay. There's a couple of them. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then he just like walks out of his office and he's just like, who put the Chinaman in my office? Like, like what? What? First of all, I don't think people uh, say Chinaman anymore. Chinaman. That's <laughs> that just it just felt. I didn't even know that was like an inappropriate thing to say, but it just felt like wrong. That gives like it's like calling it's like calling somebody a Negro. Like it gives that kind of vibes. Like real old timey. You can't say that shit anymore. Kind of yeah. vibes. Like you can't you can't call an Asian guy a Chinaman. Because he might not even be from China. Yeah, even, that makes sense. Even if he's Chinese, that's still like weird. What are you doing? It, oh, but okay. Um, um, but um, we cut to Peggy letting Don know what's going on because he's kind of like looking like what the hell's happening over here, like kind of with like a smirk on his face, thinking it's like funny. Um, and she tells him that they played a prank on him and put um, <laughs> them in his office, and he he said a quotable: "Someone will finally be working in there." <laughs> he really does not like Pete. Bruh. He just. Every time he's, every time you like mention, every time someone mentions Pete, he, he has, has a to, dig to say, man. He gets a dig in, which I honestly I love that energy. He's like he's got some, he's got something smart to say every time this nigga comes up. Ready for it, man. Hilarious. Um, so back in Don's office, um, you know, ad boys are coming in for a pitch for C core laxative, which I don't, 
I don't know if Secor is still out right now. Um, however, yeah, not really in the market for laxatives a lot, so who knows? Um, <laughs> he's pretty much pissed at the lack of progress. He's just like, yeah, we, you guys need to do better. Like, what the fuck? You guys haven't really done shit with the Secor laxative yet. Um, and then they start talk, they start talking shit about the uh, Volkswagen ad. Yeah. Um, Don doesn't find it very funny. Um, but the ad boys do. Um, some of them do. Um, and I keep forgetting there's a, like a context to it because, okay, Volkswagen's a German, a German car. And this was what, like not even 20 years after like, like that World War II and the Holocaust and everything. So like, there's still really, you know, it's, it's. It feels a insensitive subject in general, but it's still like super sensitive since it didn't happen yeah. that long ago. It feels insensitive to call it a grudge, but that's kind of what I'm like. There's still kind of like a worldwide grudge against Germany for yeah. all, that, all that shit. So of course, <laughs> Volkswagens are kind of starting from the bottom right now in terms of reputation. Um, so maybe that's why they're making digs on themselves to try to like appease the people. Like we know we're shitty too. Like, but tire car yeah like I, relating to that you know like i know you guys hate our our country okay so maybe playing into so the, playing into okay. the hatred that they have and kind of like digging on themselves that's clever i guess i just don't see how it sells cars but i you know i maybe the guy like laughing the ticketer that saw it and laughed he's just like huh. and that makes him want to go buy a buy a Volkswagen maybe I mean we uh, learn that you know Don thinks that their ads are just repetitive and stupid and you know kind of like the low barrel been a uh, low end of the barrel yeah, um, bottom of the but barrel. It, it apparently seems to be working for them because that's why they keep going back to this type of like ad um, yeah and I mean they're still I mean bugs are still around today so I guess they did something right um, so, uh, Pete actually, this is around the time Pete comes into Don's office, and before he goes in, he has it, for one, they keep, they keep calling him Chinaman, and it makes, I know, I just, it makes me uncomfortable every time they say Chinaman, I just, I don't like it, um, Peggy and Pete make eye contact, and it, they just have, like, this super awkward conversation, like, super awkward conversation, and they're, you know, just staring at each other, and I wasn't sure if they would actually bring it up or just kind of let it pass, like, the night they fucked. Pete brings it up, though. Um, wait, we skipped Roger walking in. Um, Roger walks in the... Oh, no, no, he walks in after... He comes in after Pete. Oh, you know what? He no. walks in first and he's like, I want the chime in out my office. You're and right. then the it cuts to Peggy gotcha. at the desk, and that's when they have that conversation. You're about, right, you're right. Um, she's all smiley, too. She's, like, so happy he's coming up to talk to her. Uh, he addresses, and he's like, you know, I'm married now. She's and like, I fucking know the fuck. Look, you could, you could kind of see the... I don't want to call it heartbreak, but, like... Her face see fall. The, you can see her face fall. Her face falls a little bit, and she's like, I don't... I think she she knew... What, what he was going to say, she just didn't... Want to have this conversation yet. She, she, she wanted to hold on it. to it yet for a little bit longer type shit. Yeah, because, I mean, she knows he's married. She knows, like, it was a one-time thing, but, like, I think, I don't know. She's just... And, know. like, Pete thought... Um, Pete was, like, kind of... 
he kind of introduced his conversation by saying that I was supposed to be on this meeting. Why didn't you put me on there? She was like, oh, I, I didn't know when you were coming back and stuff. But I, I think she thought, I think she thought he was just coming over there to talk to her. I could see that. Or maybe she, maybe she didn't include, she quote unquote forgot about him so that he would come up and have Like an accidental on purpose test? Accidentally on purpose, maybe okay, a little bit. Okay, 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 okay. Um, but yeah, so she says it never happened. So she like you know reassures him and was like it never happened, which I'm gonna throw in the foreshadow vault. That's a vault right there. We'll it is. We'll see that. We'll see that. We'll see her say something similar. Okay, so. Um, but Roger- Pete Pete walks in. He says, yeah. "Sorry about that. I took the Chinese out the building, but I have a feeling in about an hour I'm gonna want to take them out again." Quotable. Honestly. It's the best line Pete said yet. Can I can I say that was pretty funny? That was a good. That was that was a funny joke right there, <laughs> bro. Because Chinese food sounds fire right now, actually. <laughs> it's all, it always sounds fiery. <laughs> Just saying, husband. Um. So um, yeah, quotable right there. And um, apparently, the guy who made the ad for a Volkswagen is Jewish, and like Rogers, like why would he? even want to help them like, yeah and it's just irony it's like i wouldn't even imagine they, they'd want to help reindustrialize germany or help them out but uh i think harry brings up he might just be selling out yeah because i mean volkswagens aren't cheap today so i don't really know what they are back then but like they did something right they to come did back. something um pete likes it but roger doesn't um roger like responds like he's like no no it's a pretty bad ad whatever I don't think, I think that, I kind of got from that, that Roger doesn't really respect Pete either. I don't think he, he doesn't outwardly dislike him. <laughs> like, like, bro, like, like yeah, Don. Don does. But Don's he also, ruthless, honestly. Don's ruthless. We'll see in a second. But um, Roger definitely doesn't respect Pete. Not at all. He said something like, this is as good as 99, no. He said if it was good, it'd be 99 cents. Yeah, he was like, no, no, you know what, you know what genius is in the ad world? 99 cents. That's genius. Which I mean, that's still around. That's yeah. He's right. He's right. That was my mom was like, "Why don't you just make it an even dollar, bro?" For some reason, it, it does something in your brain to where you just it's think it's less dollar. than a dollar. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do want to mention though, um, when they were talking about on the the Jewish writer, um, thinking that they sold out, Sal says that everyone has a price, and I want that in the vault. Everyone has a price. Ooh. I want to throw that in the vault. That's a good quote. So, that's a good line. That's a good vault right there. Um, yeah, I wanted to make sure I mentioned that because I was like, Ooh. oh, shit. Um, so Don kind of just, you know, he's like, well, whether it's good or bad, we're talking about it. So He said, we've been talking about this for 15 minutes. So when like, we should have been talking about fucking laxatives. <laughs> listen, yeah, he's not. He's like, you know what? Get out of my office. Seems like y'all ain't got shit about it. So come back when you have something. Like, he's just not having it. And which, Sterling does not want to hear them not being productive. I think Don's in a bad mood over maybe what happened at the train, you think? I think so, too, because he was, like, really taken back from him approaching him and saying something to him. He was super caught off guard. They were probably friends in the service. I don't think he expected anyone to, like... See him here. Yeah, he didn't... He was not expecting someone to, like, call him Dick. So, like, it must... It's a name he hasn't used in His heart probably dropped to his ass. like... (laughs) wait what did you just call me like and then i think there was like a moment where he was like i can't pretend like i'm not dick yeah so he like, was like you gotta i gotta i look it. like him still he's like but yeah he's just pissed the whole day because of it i feel mm-hmm. like he's, just he's bothered mood. um so p 
Pete kind of stays behind after everyone leaves. And <laughs> this nigga said, I missed you. <laughs> this nigga Pete said, I missed you. Like, what? And Don throws out a zinger. It must not have been much of a honeymoon. <laughs> then he apologizes. He was like, Look, he, I'm even just he joking. just. <laughs> He just like you know what that was too sassy. Let me bring it back. My bad. Yeah, I'm that sorry. Was, was um, <laughs> did you have a good time? Basically, I had it locked and loaded, dude. My bad. I'm sorry. Don is a hot mess, and like you, we just said, he is probably on edge a little bit because of what happened on the train. Right. So he's like not even holding his tongue with them. It slipped out way too quickly. Just, way too quickly. Like I oh think it God. wasn't even a full two seconds. Um, and then we see his cuffling drop. I'm. Still not understanding why the cufflink is so significant, but we can talk about it later. Yeah, the cufflink will come back later in the episode. It's not really a ball thing, but um, he does he does mention that like uh, when he picks up the cufflink, he's like, "This is why I don't wear jewelry." So does he wear his ring in the office? I have not seen a ring on his hand. Let's keep a let's keep an eye to see if he has his ring on. But I wonder if he uses that as an excuse as to why he doesn't wear his ring. I don't know. He did say, um, he also mentioned, like, I wasn't, I was raised that men don't wear jewelry. So he did share a little bit of, like, how he was, how he grew up. So he wasn't raised, so the way he was raised, he was raised not to wear jewelry, not to talk about himself. So it seems like he might have had a real kind of hyper-masculine, like, presence growing up. Like, he was taught all about, like, being a man, which I don't know if that's super unique for a guy back in the, what, fucking 30s, 40s. Well, no, How old like, is Don right now? He's in his 30s, right? We don't know exactly 30s, age. 30s or 40s. I would probably say 30s. Um, maybe like late 30s. I'm getting the vibe. But, uh, so if he was in his late 30s, he was probably born in like around the 1930s, I guess, if my math is mapping. Okay, 30, oh, 34. So mid-30s. I was close. So, yeah, he was born around like 19, mid Where's my math at? 1925, right? So it's, this is in 1960. So if he was 35 years old, 34, 35, he was born in the mid-20s. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And then he fought in what the Korean... What war was it? it? Must have been the Korean War. Because I don't think he fought in World War II. Roger was a World War II head. Um... So yeah, it must have been it must have been the Korean War. Cause I don't think Vietnam was until like the seventies. But okay. We'll we'll research that. Um So Don picks up his cuffling, puts it back, and uh um Pete invites him out to dinner with the wives. He's like, you know, we should get together. Pete's really trying to brown nose Don a little bit more, thinking, you know what, you know, maybe after some space to come back. And kind of start over, blah blah blah, and Don's just like, eh, we'll see. Being real evasive with it, like I don't think he's in his mind. He's like, hell, he's like hell, hell, hell the hell no. But I, I already sassed him earlier. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hurt his feelings again. But no, that's not gonna happen. Um, yeah, I get the feeling Don doesn't really like socializing with his coworkers. He doesn't. I think he only does it with Roger because he technically has to. Yeah, it's like his boss, and I guess if he, that'll like help his career. So it's more. I don't want to say selfish, but it's more... That's a fine word for it. Why not? I'm more pragmatic, I think, is the word I'm looking for. Like, it's it, it it behooves him to suck up to Roger, so he does it. But, like, there's no reason for him to fucking suck up to, his, 
subordinates. I know. I love using. I love breaking that word out. I don't get to use that word very often. That's funny. <laughs> um, I feel like an idiot because all the wars were in the <laughs> World War One, Two, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, and the Gulf War was all like during the 1900s. So yeah, yeah. So World War One, I, I think, was in like 1920, 1919, 1920. The World War Two was like 1936 or seven. Korean War, I think, was in the 50s, and then the Vietnam War was in the 60s. 70s. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, so he he fought in either World War Two or Korea. I if he was born in twenty five, he would have been like eighteen, nineteen in World War Two. Yeah, he was in World War Two. Oh, um, yeah, so, that makes sense. Okay, cool. Because it was a Korean War, he would have, like, just got back. There was no way he would have fucking rose yeah, up no, in no, 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 four, no. four or five years. He changed his name somewhere along the line. Okay, so. so he was in World War Two. Okay. But, yeah, so... So he he literally fought the Germans. I'm not surprised he doesn't like that Volkswagen car. Okay. And <laughs> that makes sense even more now. Okay, perfect, so... So we cut to the break room. Um, Peggy with, uh, and Joan enter, and uh, the ladies from the soundboard room, right? That's who they're talking to. Yes, yes. I don't remember what, that one specific name, and they, I was waiting for them to say it, and they didn't, so I'm just supposed to remember it. Nanine or something? She had, like, a nanny. Or, uh, Nanette is one of Nanette. them. Nanette. Is she the one that had... Um, That's Louise from Bob's Belcher. I mean, from Bob's Burgers, too. I'm dead, Bob Belcher. Um, but, um, yeah, so Peggy and Joan enter in there and there, and she returns a book called Lady Chatelier's Lover to Nanette. And she's, like, passing it so, like, shy and, like, quickly so, like, no one sees the book. Bro, it feels like a drug deal. And then we learn that this is a spicy smut book. Like, this is, like, one of, like, the OGs of writing smut. Like and it's like hot and heavy, here. like they apparently saying fuck it and everything. Like look, they okay. okay. This one girl said good to the last drop, and I was like, e. Was, okay, I didn't like the way you said that. But that they're was, over was, here like getting hot and bothered in the break room, basically talking about how steamy this book is. Like, wait. And fun fact, um, this is actually on Netflix. Netflix took the book and like remade it on. Is it a? I can't remember. Is it a show or a movie? Lady Chatterley's Lover. Lady Chatterley's Lover. I wonder how risque it is. It is a movie. Mm. I mean, I'm sure to them it was pretty, pretty spicy. Mm. But this I bet like you now, yeah, no, probably now it's just like, I right, come on. He grabbed her hair and put her, put his tongue in her mouth, and they're like, "Oh goodness heavens!" Oh my god! But like, it's one of like, the first like books like this, so that is like crazy to put in writing, you know? I guess. Um. So think of the time. Think of the time. Um, but they point out that Joan's bag is huge. So that is a very big handbag. And I like that they called it a handbag because only people that I know that's a handbag are older people. <laughs> oh, that's real old school. Um, she says it's like an overnight bag. Like she's got yeah. a in there. She said she that's because it. there's clothes and a toothbrush in it. Um, did you come from somewhere or are you going somewhere oh, after work? Okay, so Joan, look. Joan, get down. She okay, Joanie. She don't, let none, she don't let none of that stop her. She get down. So, okay, all right. I respect it. Peggy um, tries to take the book, right? They, so yeah, they, they offer all, Peggy if she wants to read it, and Joan's like, that's not for her. Like, that's not her. I'm like, Joan, you're not her fucking mother. Bitch, let her decide what she wants to do. Let the bitch read. Let the bitch read. <laughs> I'm dead. And, um, 
it, the book is apparently about married people or betrothed people uh, hooking up and having an affair. Hold on, pause. I want to go back to, like, Joan. Like, is she... She's really exerting her power over Peggy right she's now. She's trying like, to. I... Does she do this to everybody? Do you think? Probably. Or does she does it to... Or do you think she does it to specifically Peggy? No, I bet she does it to everyone. She gives me that, like I said, mean girl vibe. I'm the I'm the woman in this office, basically. So let me make sure you understand that I am the token woman in this office. That's she's, the vibe she gets. She's the boss. She's the she's the mother hen. And she is, and she. I mean, you know, they've said that they wouldn't be able to have this, you know, run as smoothly without Jim. They need, yeah. The company needs her. Joan knows it, so Joan uses that. She's like, "I'm the mother hen. You guys are gonna fucking listen to me." And I mean, she has every right to feel that way. Like, she actually technically is the token woman. In the yeah, office. but it, it it goes a little bit farther. Like, she's like po- almost policing Peggy a little bit. Like, I, I I don't think she would she wouldn't like this. It has too many. Has That's too, because too she's also putting Peggy in a box. Yeah, and I wonder if it's like, is it because of Peggy's like appearance? It or? definitely is. What do you mean? Okay, so you think because Joan thinks she's prettier than Peggy, she's better than Peggy? Yeah, I think that's literally okay. Joan's ideology. Like your worth is in out. your beauty, and you know a little bit of your brain, because like you got to play the game of guys wanting to get in your pants twenty four seven. That checks out because I think Betty thinks the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. I bet you Betty and Joan will get along. Hmm. What is? Did they ever meet? I can't remember. But okay. Um. But um. Like I said, the book's about married people hooking up, and um, Peggy actually asked to borrow the book. She said, "Fuck you, Joan. I want to read this shit." No, no. When they mentioned that it's about two married people having an affair, then she's like, "Oh, now I really got to read it." Like, like hold up. So I wonder. She's definitely still feeling Pete, and I think the idea. Oh yeah, like, it's been like an hour. <laughs> the idea of having like an affair with with like a. Like a forbidden affair. I think that... Whenever a relationship has that extra layer of, like, cautiousness that you have to have, there's always that, um... It's like, harder. Yeah. yeah, added heat to that moment or story. But I think Peggy, like, saw that, and she's like, now, look, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be able to re- relate to this. Yeah. Now I'm gonna be Even able though to... you're not married, honey, but okay. She's... I'm thinking maybe she's married to her values. That's what I was thinking. Oh. Which, I mean, that's that's not really a thing. But, like, she... I'm sure, like, the way she grew up, she grew up a little sheltered. Probably, I was to guess, a little bit religious, whatever. She, moral high ground saying that she knows it's wrong for her to be the side chick in Pete's marriage. She knows yeah. that. However, she can't help how she feels. And she can also kind of, like, live through Lady Chatelieri. Literally, yeah. She can just, like, read it and relate and, to like, it. And, like, fantasize that it's her and shit. Okay, Pegs. And they um, didn't have porn back then, so this is all sure they sure fucking didn't. Maybe they had magazines. They mention, um, they mention Hugh Hefner, actually, in the office scene. Yeah, but, like, when, like, porn for girls. They didn't That's that. absolutely true. Yeah, Playboy's just... For guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this and is he all said, fuck women's pleasure. Um, but <laughs> Joan tells her not to read it on the train because it will track the wrong element. And, like, you know what I'm talking about? Men, like, glares from women. Like, how dare you read this in public? Uh, I read that book. But then, how would you know what it's about unless you read it before? Well, apparently, the book is, like, pretty popular right now. Like, um, like they know about this book just because it's so, like, blatant, so risque. Yeah. Like, okay, it, okay. it was actually, like, a popular book either word of mouth or people reading it okay okay i got you i got you um all right so we go to the next scene um we're at the conference room with minkin um 
So this is our next meeting with uh, with Rachel. Um, she right, looks very beautiful in this scene. Right before she walks in, though, you see, you hear the joke. There was like a joke that Harry told. It was. It was absolutely horrible. He makes a joke. It was like. Um, your wife was in an accident and you're gonna have to take care of her for the rest of her life bathe her feed her all this and then he's like jk she's dead so what's for dinner yeah some shit and everyone's just like oh, 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 and they thought that was hilarious. so funny that death would be better than having to take care of your wife i'm not gonna lie though i think family guy had a joke just like that and um I would, I'd be lying if I said I didn't laugh at it. So, um, <laughs> I'm like, you guys are pigs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and play the pig card here. Um, so we see that Rachel, so Rachel walks in looking gorgeous. She goes straight to Dawn. She does, I don't think she makes eye contact with anyone else. No, anyone. she doesn't. And Pete's introducing everybody. So um, from the introductions, we learn that Harry, one of the ad boys, actually, he's not a copywriter like the other ones are. He actually works in media. Um, so he's kind of helping get ad spots on TV, radio, yep. all that fun stuff. And then um, we introduce a new character, George Pelham, who works in research. George Pelham, I yes. Think, I think he took this. I think he took the job of Greta from the first episode. Did he? They fire Greta. I don't know if they fired her, but I'm pretty sure they have the same job. So either they're paying two. They might have different research people for different things. Maybe, maybe that's true. I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking like he literally threw a report away, so he doesn't have a. They don't have a high opinion of her at the. At the, at the uh, he's a man. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if they did replace her with George, but. Uh, um. But um. George goes in and starts listing similar stores that Rachel wants to be like. And basically saying that they are doing certain, like, marketing things that she needs to replicate to get like them. Yeah, so they did a research study with those, with, like, Saks Fifth, and there was, like, Bendles, I think, and some other place. Um, and he's just kind of listing out, uh, you know, what you should do, pretty much. Less is more. Um, don't put, don't clutter the store. You want it, you know, nice and open. You he wanna... said have one display in the windows instead of, like, four or five. Yeah, he's even like one of like one of the stores Bendel's like takes the head off the mannequin, so like when you're walking by, you can like imagine yourself in the mannequin, which not a bad idea until Don made that joke. <laughs> I he made a joke about um yeah anyone without a head or something like that. But I still I think people still do that though. I've seen some headless. I've seen some around, headless mannequins, so, mannequin, it, so it must be working. Um, while they're talking about this, um, Don's cufflink falls again. And like you know, during while he's talking, Rachel just kind of like sees it, and picks she like it up, flicks it back over to him, and or something she like that. gives him a look, like a little smirk. Yeah, they're like eye fucking each other in this meeting. Am I crazy? And Pete's peeping Pete it. is peeping. He's looking over all like, the mm. pheromones that mm. are happening right now. He's like, "Am I tripping? Hold up! Look, look, look! This thing has been married for what two weeks, and he comes back and he's just mm. mm mm mm." How could you do that but, to your wife? Um, <laughs> I'm dead. So, uh, um, but yeah, so um, she's 
um, they said that she should provide boutique services. And um, she was like, oh, yeah, that'd be a great idea. You know, especially since I'm already fucking doing it. No one's been to her store. Bro, she's like, I'm already doing half of this. Have either, have any, Has anyone in this room actually ever been to my store? Yeah, she makes a comment like, you guys know a lot about my competitors, but you guys obviously don't know shit about my store. Look, so, I mean, like, it's, the, it's the most most potent silence ever. They're just looking all awkward. Like, and then oh, who was oh. it? Harry tried to lie and say, <laughs> no, it was Paul. I think he was like, uh, lied and said, it's a lovely no, no, it was it was Harry. I think it was Harry. It was Harry. Yeah, I don't think Paul was in the room. Ah, true, true, true. But then, like Don just cuts in, and he's like, you know, I'm a hundred percent sure no one in this room has ever been to your store. But, but I will fix this by this afternoon. I'll go personally and check it out. Which he just wanted to see her again. You're, you think you're, you're creative. Sleep? You're why do you why do you as a creative person go out with the client? That's yeah. that's more that's Pete's job. And then Pete's like. Peeping that as well, actually. And like every, like they're looking at each other, they're like, um, they're making jokes and smirking with each other. Yes, they're flirting heavily in this meeting. So he even like calls, like the meeting's over, Don walks her out. Because he even, he makes sure like, no, I'll walk you out, don't worry about it, Pete. And then like walks her out. And Pete's just like, he, you know, has Harry hang back and he's like, uh. Did you see that shit? Like. Yeah, um, but. It cuts to Don and Rachel, you know, walking out. And um, Rachel mentioned, she's like, something about the way you talk always restores my confidence. I think that quotable right there, that's where I'm like, okay, Rachel definitely likes this guy. I don't, I don't know if it's Does just... Does she have the, daddy issues? Because, like, what? I don't know if it's the looks or I don't know if it's the... Don's attractive. She's beautiful. He's suave and, and charismatic. He just has a way of talking to people that, that just draws her. And he just has this charm that's like... Yeah. He's a charming man. But, um... So we cut back to Pete and Harry and they're talking... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh. Don calls him going to her store date. He's flirting hard. He did? He's, like, yes, he said, uh, it's a date. <sighs> Oof, that was pretty blatant. Um, okay. And he does his little <laughs> stupid smirk face. <laughs> the schmolder. There, the schmolder. <laughs> So Pete, uh, Pete and Harry are walking, and Pete's like, "What's what's with Don and Molly Goldberg in there?" Which that sounds like a Jewish. That was that had to be. Had to be a Jewish dig. Um, Molly Goldberg. I'm like our 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 youthfulness is showing because who the hell is Molly? Oh, she's in a TV show the or Goldbergs. something. The Goldbergs. The Goldbergs. Never heard of that in my entire life. Never in my life. I'm gonna guess that she's Jewish though. So okay, they're. And she looks nothing like Rachel, so okay. It's like, what's what's Don and the Jewish woman doing over there? <laughs> see what they were doing. So he's like, yeah. Did you see? Did you see them flirting back there? Like that was crazy. Um, and Harry, you, you know, he mentions we find out that Harry has been married for about two years, so longer than Pete, definitely, but still, you know, relatively not a long time. Newer, yeah. Um, and he's like, you know, I'm not really good at the flirting thing. He says one thing he excels at is this is a quotable enjoying the company of women in the limited way in which a married man can. So <laughs> he's just over here, just well going right up to the line, still sexually hurt because he still fucking called out the bet with Peggy at the, mm-hmm. um, in the last episode. So he started kinda a whole gross, conversation, but he won't cross the line of fucking another girl. And Pete mentions he thought Don was like that too, but with what he just saw in that office. Is not translating to that. And Harry's like, well, 
we don't even know we don't know anything about the fucking guy like we don't even know if he's married like like you don't we don't know he said this motherfucker could be batman <laughs> like we don't fucking know <laughs> oh shit batman was a thing in this back then jeez please but um trudy calls pete and wants to know what he wants for dinner and like he's just like talking to her so differently than the first time we see him on the phone with her he has like a love loving tone and he's like responding like you know without any aggression or like forcefulness like <laughs> He's super in his honeymoon phase. He's super into his wife right now. And then he's, uh, I think she asked what he wants for dinner, and he's like a ribeye with a ribeye in the pan with butter. And uh, him saying good. that, you need to go on a date. That sounded so. Good. <laughs> I need a steak. Uh, Take me on a date I with need a butter. Steak. Um. So he hangs up, and he's just like mind blown. He's like, when I get home, there's gonna be dinner waiting for me. That's crazy. And I'm like, yep, that's what housewife is. I don't, yeah, yeah. Yep. Sounds great. And they don't have no kids either, so... No kids? Oh, yeah. Have fun, dude. Sounds great. Sounds like a delicious meal. With ice cream for for dessert? Bet. Sounds great. Yeah, so it definitely sounds like he has more affection for her after being married for two weeks. You got a good one. We go to the Minkin store scene, and Don um, goes to the store and walks in, sees her talking to an employee, and um, I guess there's a scuffle happening in one of her departments. I don't know, something with she her says, employees. She said and um, something like, this is why you shouldn't hire teenagers or, like, teenage girls, like, throwing, like, little comments. I'm guessing one of them was, like, arguing or something, but that's what it, at least how it read to me and needed assistance. But, um... Yeah. Dawn, um, Dawn comments on her outfit. Um, and, uh, she had, like, an outfit change since she last met and... Or since they last met. And she's basically like, well, this whole store is basically my closet, so... That's such a flex. I know. I was like, Dan, that sounds so fun. That does. She just like, ooh, this looks great. Let me go ooh, get this looks good. I need this in a size four because she's small. No, she says, I know we have it in a size four. Go get it for me. She's clean. I love Rachel. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to say it. I'm I love her. Rachel. Um, um, but she starts going into the history of the building and everything and how the business that had it at first kind of failed. I think it was during the Great Depression, so like the stock uh, market crashed, and they were able to they were able to get this place at, at a what she said a schmeckle a schmeckle which <laughs> I'm not even gonna say it, but um I, I love that we just thought the same thing a schmeckle that's funny um I felt like never mind sh- um <laughs> so then uh, they start talking about um they start talking about our customers because Don notices there's a lot of there's a lot of customers in this shop it's pretty crowded like it's a yeah busy but time. there's a sale going on. And he points that out. Like, are they here because of the sale? And um, he's like, with the ad campaign you want, you know that, like, you're going to lose these people for the rich people that you want. And she's like, oh, I know. First thing I'm going to do is raise prices. And I was like, oh, Rachel, golly. You, like, she's cutthroat about this this industry. Business acumen. She's like, no, I don't want these. I don't want these broke-ass niggas here. I she want said, the, give me the people that don't even look at the price tag. I need niggas that don't even give a fuck about coupons. I need niggas that just come in and shop. They don't even... They don't worry about their wallet. They're just here. Yeah, and she makes a comment about her dad, not how he wouldn't like that and stuff. But he states that, like, if you're going to increase your prices, you got to get them something in return, like some kind of value in return for increasing your your prices. I wonder why does Rachel want to, like, upheave her whole customer base? Because she wants she wants to be one of the top boutiques. Like she wants her name to be recognizable. And usually, the more recognizable names are the higher-end brands. She that's wants to be a prestige fair. brand. Well, she I, get, I forgot. She also mentioned that they also, like, had their lowest sales year, even though there's a oh. bunch of people. About it. 
have you ever seen like coach give a coupon have you ever seen like tiffany's give a coupon out no it's like it's like you don't really see ads for lamborghinis or anything because like the people they don't need to their name is enough yeah it's like they're she wants to be the type of brand that's kind of elevated elevated above traditional like advertising like she wants her brand to be a brand like a name brand where people know off top like i don't need to fucking see an ad for gucci to know what gucci is what they stand for and that i want one and like to even go down a level like apple you just need to see their logo and you know exactly who they are right right see and so she's having a bunch of people in there like you can see the mark the the store is jam-packed with people but she's still losing money because uh, to her I, I think she's thinking that they're not valuing themselves enough like her she thinks that minkins is worth more than what they're selling it as right now which and, is why she came to dawn in the first and, place. And, and to bring back what dawn said about if you're going to raise your prices and be this prestige brand you got to give them something of equal value back so your 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 stuff you're selling needs to be of high quality basically like you need to be like next level so that they will pay this money Right, and it's funny though, because now the, now looking back at what the other guy said, like the whole studies that he did with Bindles and Sacks, where he was like, they're doing all these things, and Rachel's like, well, we're already doing like half of these things anyways, so it's like, what can we, what else can we do to get there? Because it seems like we're already like halfway there, I'm not really sure where else to go from here, which you know, again, lends to why she went to Sterling Cooper. Exactly. Um, so. Um, after this little conversation they have, they walk over to this jewelry counter, and it's cufflinks. So she asked the lady behind the counter to give her a certain pair, and um, she picks them up and starts putting them on Dawn. So <laughs> something about the cufflinks. So the cufflinks are actually like um, they're like knight cufflinks. Yeah, they're like medieval knights. So it, this is, I feel like this is her way of saying like Dawn's like a knight in shining armor or something. Is he though? Saber. Uh, that's the way he comes off as. That's definitely she, how she's She did say it. that comment about like you just, whenever you speak my confidence is like reassured or whatever. Right. So like just Dawn has this way of just exuding this persona that Rachel just like is falling head over heels for. Igniting her confidence like I'm about to ignite uh, and get us toasted. <laughs> she's loving look she like they're doing extended eye contact like they're she's touching his cuff link putting it on him like his wife should like like even the salesperson is like peeping like, it oh okay. you guys are exuding sexual tension <laughs> sexual tensions through the roof you could cut through it like a knife but so yeah so they go to the <laughs> second floor, which is full of mattresses. <clears throat> and the attendant is asleep. So I'm guessing a lot of people don't come upstairs. Um, Sound asleep. She's but knocked. when you're looking at the scene, the atmosphere from downstairs to upstairs is a stark difference. Like, bro, her liter- like, literally her whole throat is out in the open. Like, like, her, her face is up. She's snoring, gargling, spit. Like, she's knocked, right? Out like a light. Imagine if a customer came in. And Rachel is not even as mad as I feel like she should have been. Because she knows that that area is underwhelming. Okay. I think she knows that and she's trying to fix it. But she's like... So why does your store have a... That was like the mattress section? Why do they have a... 
I don't know. I Maybe don't it was know. the bed spot. Like, you know, Maybe like, it was like the comforter section and she just had mattresses. Like, you know when you go to JCPenney and like upstairs is all like the home stuff that's super overpriced that no one goes up there In for. my opinion, she should get rid of that because that doesn't sound like the type of store she's be- she wants to be. But that's just me. <laughs> and like even Don mentioned, he's like, yeah, this room is way too dark. It's way too old. Like, old fashioned It, it just does it. It and doesn't pull the people you here. want. And, like, as soon as they leave, the girl, like, wakes up. She like, sees them walking away. Oh, shit, oh, my shit, boss shit, is here. Shit. <laughs> but I guess she falls asleep a lot. But, she get, yeah. She getting a letter when she get home. And then call her back. Yeah, them <laughs> leaving the room is the end of that scene. And then we jump to the office really quickly. I don't know. She's uh, She ends it by saying, now I'm going to show you my favorite room. And then that's <clears throat> and then that's where the scene ends. We cut back to the office. Super quick scene, like barely even counts as a scene. But yeah, um, Pete's uh, the, leaving the office. Yeah, and I think the uh, the office, like people in the office, are going to Lansky's after work, and um, Pete's like, "No, I gotta get home to the wife." Um, and he's like, I, "I got food waiting for me." He's just so excited to go home and. This nigga said, "Yeah, fuck all this shit. I got, I got a plate waiting on me at home, <laughs> ready to go home." But he does this little weird thing where he compliments Peggy that she looks nice before yeah. he leaves. And now that bothers me so fucking much. He, yeah, he made it a point to just stop and say, y- you look good, Peggy. And then walks out like, she's like, I don't need your fucking condescending bullshit. Look, either either you want me or you don't. You don't need to fucking do this awkward. We can be like, cordial, but don't compliment me. <laughs> it's just like, I felt like he was, he was just doing it to, I don't know. I'm kind of shoving it in her face that I, I think you're attractive or whatever but we'll never do that again i just didn't like it it was uncalled for it It wasn't necessary he could have just said bye but um her uh, we jump back to minkin and dawn and her favorite room isn't even a fucking room it's the roof of the building i'm not gonna lie to you i totally completely understand if i if i owned a store in manhattan it's not a room uh yeah my favorite room would be up would be the roof yeah just like i smoke up there I'm good the scenery. And the scenery, look, being able to look down at your, at, I was about to, I was literally about to call this place Chicago. Jesus Christ. Being able to look down at New York and just like, ah, you know, Spider-Man <laughs> was real. I could see him right there. Bro, no, you just had me flash back to when we did that, um, like, sky thing in Chicago. If you guys ever go to Chicago, there's this big building. I can't remember what it's called, but, like, you can, like, face uh, plant not okay it's um it's kind of like face plant on glass and then they lower the glass like 45 it's the degrees. sears tower right i think it's sears sears i think i feel like it starts with an s but you can look over it's kind of scary if you're scared of heights but like you're on the window and then they lean it forward 45 degrees over the edge and you're like looking over chicago it's really pretty which i mean I, yeah for me i was like it's more it's less about looking down like oh hey it's a sidewalk cool but like i want to look out at the skyline like i could look out and see the fucking airport or the fucking like suburbs over here like it was just like i i don't know you just feel like a real I'm on top powerful of the world. <laughs> literally you just feel so powerful just being able to just look Look at it. Look down. It probably does make her feel better when she goes up there. I I don't disagree with. I'm and then I don't know why I have a bone with her calling it a room. This is the. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, there's no walls or ceiling. It's not a fucking room. (laughs) (laughs) 
look, there the icing on the cake is that there's fucking dogs up there's there. There's puppies. All no, dogs no. are puppies to me. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm about to say, no, nah, these is full grown, full they grown are full DOGs. Grown. They are dogs that have a job. Not just dogs, they're German shepherds. She got look. And their job is to keep her company and patrol the store so no one's hiding in it. Which is I find very funny. Imagine it reminds me of that episode of SpongeBob where they hide in the toy store. <laughs> look, and then imagine there's fucking like Fucking vicious, like, guard dog German Shepherds that are here to maul your ass for staying after. Like, that's... Not that you don't deserve it or anything, because what the hell are you doing there? But, like, that just... I don't know. But, um... These... Yeah, no. These dogs (laughs) are, like I said, to patrol the store after hours. And... They are apparently like family dogs, like third generation dogs, Their and it's is, really cute. It's Carla and Leona, and it's so and cute. It, they're the third generation, and they just keep renaming dogs after they pass. Now I'm not gonna lie, I I don't know how I feel about that. I I'm a super dog person, so I feel like each dog should have, have their, their own, own identity. Name. It's like naming your kid Junior. Like I yeah, you weren't getting a Junior out of me, sir. I didn't want a junior. I'm, just I'm like, glad you didn't because I didn't want to break your heart. <laughs> he, can have, he can have his own name. He's his own person. He's not his parents. He's I'm not, not my parents. parents you know? But I guess it, I mean, I guess it like translate pretty well because they keep doing it. Third generation. So, um, no, it, this is the funniest part though. Rachel literally added that as a law. Like, and the, the bylaws for the, like the store, like if someone bought the store, they had to still name the dogs, the names. And she did this at nine. So, like, imagine a nine-year-old being like, ooh, 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 can we make this one, can we add this one rule to it? I think it's really cute, though, that her dad let her. I do, I do too. I can just see, like, the like, dad just, like... The laws for my store, you want to add in here some shit about some dogs' names. All right, honey. And okay. I the, and I bet the lawyer was just like, eh, do you really think it's a good idea? And he's like, shut the hell up. Like, do it. <laughs> put it on there. They would have you listen to what she said forever. Um, and then Don even comments, he's like, oh, well, <clears throat> I guess you've been bossing people around your whole life, huh? I'm dead. <clears throat> but yeah, she, um, to go into the, like, relationship she has with the dogs, like, she's had, I think she's had these specific dogs since she was, like, a kid, you know? So, she, it sounds like she was kind of alone a lot. I'm assuming her dad was busy working and stuff, and she would, like, spend time with the dogs. Now I'm curious, is it was it these specific dogs? Because German well, Shepherds only lived for me like she, she. If she was nine when she made the rule, and she's like what thirty something, yeah, those probably not the same dogs. Yeah, I'm like, dogs German, usually don't live more than twenty years. Well, big big dogs like German big dogs Shepherds definitely do. are like ten to fifteen's lucky. Fifteen is a real lucky. German so maybe Shepherd. these are the second second generations, but maybe uh, the third generation. But but she did state that she used to. Like hang out with the dogs and I also, come talk to them when she was younger. I just just a, just a comment. I um this so we're in nineteen sixty, and a generation of dog is about ten years, right? Mm-hmm. We can say ten. So that means that the first generation must have been about twenty thirty years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So what is that like nineteen thirty nineteen forty? So. Oh no! We're going with this. Rachel, growing up as a you know in a Jewish family, gets German shepherds. Wow! Is that that's funny? Is, that's not the dog's fault though. It's not the dog's fault. Do- I just they are good guard dogs. Like I feel like they've been police dogs for a while, right? And not even saying like they shouldn't have got German shepherds. Like it's a dog at the end of the day, right? It's just a name, whatever. But like, I do. I can't help but notice the eye. Like I don't even I don't even want to call it irony because it sounds insensitive. But like I don't know. I just feel um, 
Wow, you guys, of all the dogs, you got that dog. Well, they did start being used in, like, the 1920s, 1930s for police work. So, I mean, it's 1960 now. So, like, they're, like, desensitized to the German shepherd of the German, like, shepherd. I guess. I'm just saying, you were... It's it's a funny, ironic uh, coincidence, you know? I'm just, like, I wonder, like, after it all happened, like, did she look at the dogs differently? Or she's probably not. Probably not. not. They're dogs. I'm sure some people did, but she's a kid. You're right. I'm thinking too hard into this. I just, it was funny, though. I just found it ironic. But no, okay. but no. Probably some people really do think that way. Like, I'm not getting a fucking German Shepherd. Are you crazy? You know, like, I wouldn't blame you for not getting one, you know? Like, but... that was dead. No, she was a kid. She was a kid. She was loving the dog regardless. Um, but, um, so... Ma- Rachel's mother, we find out that Rachel, um... Rachel's mother wasn't around, and she has a sister. And Don, what did Don say that was kind of insensitive? He said, he said, well, not having a mom isn't always bad. And then we find out that her mother died while giving birth to her. So that was, like, the worst thing to fucking say. However, bald. Yeah. Put put that one in the No, mother isn't always bad, but Um, I hope my son never feels that way. (laughs) (laughs) Moms are moms are pretty overrated. They're overrated. That's, that's that's a, <laughs> what? Don't ever do that to me, honey. I do my it's best. It's a hot take right there, buddy. Um, um, but yeah, and um, she, she like was kind of close with her sister, but she um, the dogs were easier to handle. No, she said these sister. bitches were easier to handle. That was a quotable. I said, "All right, Rachel, look, there's no way I can't love you more right now because you're hilarious." But with but, the yeah, so... We know that Rachel has a sister, her mom died, and her dad is failing the company. <laughs> failing the company is a strong word. I think the they just lowest have... sales year ever, and your daughter feels the need to revamp your entire company. I I still don't want to say he's, like, failing. I just think they have different ideas of where they want the store to go. Like, I think the dad's just, like... But the lowest sales year ever. Maybe the dad's just, like, oh, it's a bad year, whatever, whatever. But, like... But it's ever. Like, your bad year should have been, like, when you first started. You know what I mean? I mean, I... It shouldn't be after you've been in business for 20 years. That sounds kind of crazy. Yeah, but, you know, cycles, business cycles happen, you know, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes. But, like, just logically, having the worst sales year of your company ever after you've been established for, like, 10, 15, 20 years, that sounds kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, okay, like, lowest sales year, that's definitely, like... It should be a catalyst for change, but it, I feel like it's harsh to like. I mean, he he had a successful business for twenty years. I mean, he had one bad year. That's, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't really know how her dad feels about it. She puts these little like comments of how he would think of something happening that they are talking about, but I don't know how his, how her dad feels about her coming in and really trying to change everything. I wonder how involved her dad is. Like, is he super old? Like, is that why she's also coming in? Is like, this like a succession kind of thing? Is this succession? He's trying to... Y'all, okay, I'm about to plug that show, because that show's amazing. You <laughs> haven't finished it yet? Succession? Is it on HBO? Uh, yes, Max? yeah. It's on mm. Max. That shit is dope. I... Look, so maybe they got a success. Maybe he. I hope he's not Logan because Jesus Christ. But I'm dead. <laughs> maybe it's like a, she's trying to get into the. She's kind of already in charge. I'm learning the ropes, but Dad's in the back with. I don't know. Kind of coaching know. a little bit. You think? Maybe? They haven't. The thing is, though, he hasn't been a presence like at all. I know it's only been three episodes, but like he, like she was at the first meeting. Shit, they were. They literally spent like a good piece of the episode in the store, and like Dad's nowhere to be found. Like, is he not working today? Is he at home? Did he like kind of 
pass the reins to Rachel? Like, what is... I feel like that's the impression. Is it like Rachel's the CEO, but dude's the owner? Is that the deal? Like, or is she just like the manager? No, I, I think it's the second one. Like, I think he's kind of stepped back. And, like, okay. she just is recalling how he would react to something. Maybe after the low sales year, he was like, All right. I want you to I want you to fix it. Yeah, like, clearly I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe you try. Maybe he's it. thinking like I'm thinking. How did this happen after, you know, the this is some change. You grown Times up. are changing. Maybe I need to change. And She's been in this store it. since she was nine. She's like, you literally grew up in this store. So if anybody else could fucking do this, it's you. And plus you're my daughter. So. And she, it seems like she wants to, you know? So like, that's also good as well. Um, yeah, look, she. Hey, look, from what you tell, she's effective. Like, mm -hmm. she's a. From what I can see, she's a pretty decent manager. Like, she knows how to handle people, and she. She has that like. Like type A kind of like go and. She get, does kind of like, have a type A. Yeah. She's just like she's not afraid to speak her mind. Like she's like. Yeah. Like the very first episode, she was Dawn talking was back. Pissed. Like Dawn was pissed that when she popped up and was talking to him, she said, "I will not let a woman speak to me this way." <laughs> yeah, I think Dawn actually respects that in her a bit. Like, a part like of he'll him never actually, say that out loud. Nah, but he values. He, I think he sees the strength she has, and he mm -hmm. finds that like really. It, I feel like he kind of has a type when it comes to like his. Uh, yeah, because so is uh, Midge. Midge kinda, is kind of out there too. Like she threw a fucking TV out the window. <laughs> Like, who else would do that besides someone that's outgoing? <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, she's more... I feel like Midge kind of is more, like, artistic, creative than maybe... Uh, and she's professional, like, prestigeness. But whatever. Midge still has, her. like, that edge that yeah. Betty doesn't have. Like, Betty does not. Like, Betty's sweet. We, love, we all love Betty, but, like... But that same edge you see in... Not to say Betty does not have that edge. I'm not saying that at all. We haven't seen but, it yet, at least. But I don't think Dawn sees it in Betty. No. He sees it as a housewife. And he's disgusting because um, he asked her, <laughs> he asked Rachel, what is this? Ugh. Look, he did, a, he did the classic, what is this? Like, what are we doing? And he's like, don't ever try to convince me that you've been unloved. And then he grabs <laughs> her chin and kisses her. Cheesy one. And she kisses him back. They make out for a little bit. For a little on bit. On the rooftop with the dogs crying. They were, the, dog, I want, the dogs are crying. They're like, get away from this guy. This what guy's, are you doing? This guy's they bad They say news. animals can pick up on vibes. I'm just saying. Listen, you better and, listen to Carl and Leona. And then, after they're done having a, a face fuck... Uh, <laughs> that's okay that's <laughs> that might be a bit excessive <laughs> that one okay listen I, I'm so mad at him right now and um, he then tells her that he's married after kissing her can we can we give a can we give a glass half full benefit of the doubt for Don real quick he where he he told her he was married from you know what? I can't because Midge knows he was married too. I was like, you know, he's not lying about it. Like he's no, he was she, pretty straight up with she it. She didn't but. know that. Like there was like that was. That's what I'm saying. Up. Like Don came into like before he even like went about it. He was like, just so you know, before we do this, I'm married. He should have told her that before he kissed her. Yeah, yeah, he should have, but he told... Because she was pissed after. Again, this is a really, really, really low bar that I'm, that I'm trying to, I'm trying to give Don, but like... <sighs> this is he, the lowest bar. It's on the ground. You can't limbo under that. An ant can limbo <laughs> under it. Look, he, 
it's a little. I'm just saying that, like, and I, and this this is even. I'm gonna have to lower it down because he Midge knows he was married. Too. But do we know if he told her before, or after he kissed her, or fucked or fucked her? We don't um, know that. We just know that she knows. But like now, Rachel knows after he kisses her. But Rachel does say a comment where she's like, "I didn't want to ask because I didn't want to know," hmm. or something like that. Hmm. So like. That means Rachel thought about, like, is this man married? Like, she's had that question to herself before. Yeah, yeah, but... But I mean, she didn't ask. But, I mean, you, you've... We've all done that. Where, like, you know, you... You're willing to... You don't even want to ask because you're like... Ignorance is bliss. Let's just enjoy it while I can still feign ignorance. But, like... Yeah, but now Rachel's mad at herself. She's like, I shouldn't have brought you up here shit. It's all, she's like, ooh, it looks bad. She's probably embarrassed, thinking back, flirting with a married man. Hoo-hoo. Yeah, she's definitely lightweight embarrassed. <laughs> and she's also, I mean... She, she's also a little mad. Not that. Almost, like, heartbroken a little bit because... They she had, really liked him. They had great chemistry. They did have really great... It was, ooh, it was one of those, like, I wonder if the actors fucked, like, after, like, after the scene, behind the scenes and shit, because it was, it was palpable. But they have, like, a tiff back and forth because, like, um, Don's like, yeah, I'm married, but I do what I want, pretty much, which, what? That's not, <laughs> I guess. Betty but, don't like, know that. <laughs> or does she? Does Betty know what? The, okay, just pause real quick. Do you think Betty knows that he'd be cheating on her? I think it's the same as Rachel, where she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to get into that because she wants to. But do you think in ignorance. her brain, she knows? I think she ain't gotta ask for nothing. But do you think she knows? I think a teensy piece in her mind might know. I also think a teensy bit of her mind might expect him to because no, no, I can't even say that. No, I, I think. I think a teeny part of her brain might suspect that he's cheating, but I don't think, I think that she's much more, like, a lot more willing to just, like, pretend that everything's okay. Like she, Yeah, that's why she's so unhappy, though. She just keeps pretending everything's okay. She won't even want to dig into that, because I think, like, she doesn't, she just, she just doesn't. Like, she's willing to just kind of, <clears throat> no, he's not. Damn. Until it until it becomes blatant, until she literally can't ignore yeah. it, I feel like it would. Yeah, Betty would have to literally like <laughs> catch him or something. Yeah, we will see. We will see. So, um, she basically Rachel basically tells Dawn that um, she's not gonna like stop using Sterling Cooper, but she wants somebody else on the account. I did want to. She um, during that little tip, she also mentioned she's like, I'm not about to be some fucking side chick in your life because like, what do you what do you want me to be? You're married, like, like. and I think it's it also it establishes. I know we compared Rachel and Midge, but I think there's that's kind of where the differences lie. Like, oh yeah, Midge is down for the side chick life. Midge just again, she also wants to feign ignorance. Yes, yeah, she's like, like, I don't 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 bring that shit here. Yep, don't don't remind me about your... I don't want to think about your wife. I don't want to think about what our relationship is doing to her, unwill, like, unknowingly or not. Like, Midge... Don't bring her up. <laughs> Midge is willing to... Midge is willing to forget Betty, just like Betty is, I almost want to say, like, almost willing to forget 
overseas. Any suspicions of cheating from Don. Mm, okay. Just like Rachel was pretend, you know, feigning ignorance over whether he's married or not. Because, I mean, she's smart. She, like, she could have asked a while, a while back. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. There's a lot of... But that's also just proof that he actually doesn't wear a ring in the office. True. <laughs> his whole cufflink dropped, too. Like, she would have seen it, like, fucking with his hands like that. Like, and it was the left hand, right? And she put a cufflinks on him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this nigga just... Not really. Ah, it's such a small detail, but okay. I love that we caught that because I don't think I caught that in either of my runs. That this guy, that I'm was his. Ex- that's his excuse for not wearing a ring. He's just like not. Nah, I don't nah. wear jewelry. <sighs> this guy. Um. And no one in the office knows that he's married. Like even like Her- like the ad boys, Harry and Pete, they were like debating over it. They're like, actually, we don't really know a lot about Don. Did- well, I mean, Pete knows he's married, and then Roger knows he's married. I'm assuming Roger. Cooper knows he's married. Okay. I'm assuming, uh... I think that's it, though. Is that it? Oh, my goodness. He's a horrible co-worker. <laughs> I think Pete only knows because, what, like, he asked Don out to dinner and with the wives, and he didn't say no, like, oh, I'm not married. Like, he's just like, eh, whatever, sure, maybe. But, mm. like, so I guess Pete knows by quote-unquote accident, but, like, yeah, I don't think Don, like, told anyone else. advertises it. For real. Maybe Peggy knows. Peggy probably knows. Mm-hmm. She has to. She's has to. assistant. But, um, yeah, so Rachel basically is like, do you do this all the time? <laughs> and she just walks away and leaves him on the roof. So, we cut to sense. the train, and Don's on the train is stressed from the day's events because he's a fuckboy. He definitely seems <laughs> tired and grumpy from his failed fuckboy attempts. <laughs> he definitely <laughs> is oh super salty. Goodness. But, um, he drops his paper and the train attendant brought it back and punches his ticket. Um, I think it was the same magazine, right? I actually didn't notice it. It was a really quick scene. I just... It was a really quick scene. It was just basically showing us that Don's defeated. Yeah, um, that's the biggest thing I got from it. He's just pissed. He's <laughs> not having a good time. He's mad he didn't catch a new side so they So the last scene is the Draper house. And it, so this is this whole day is Sally's birthday party. And this is this is the rest of the, rep- like, rest of the episode. This scene is a long one. So Let me tell last you. Last scene is a little dramatic. This motherfucking birthday party is crazy. This not is for the, the reasons. This is the craziest birthday party ever. So, um, oh, Jesus. We go to the house and Betty's straightening up. And it's Sally's birthday party. They're in bed. You know, waking up. Sally. Comes no, no, no. Uh, Dawn's in bed. Betty's up getting things straightened up. She's already, like, lightweight, done getting ready. She just mm-hmm. needs to put a dress on type shit. Like, he's in bed. Mm-hmm. Sally's running in, and she's like, it's my birthday, Martin. <laughs> it's my birthday. Yay. She's super She's so excited. cute. Love it. And it's so... Okay, so, I don't know if we've... I don't know if we went through um, the actor who plays... Sally. What's Sally. Her? It's Kiernan Shipka. So, I've she's kind of I guess blown up in popularity recently. She was she had her own um, she had her own show on Netflix, Sabrina. Where she, yeah, she did it was the actually reboot. pretty good until like I kind of wasn't a fan the last second episode. It I was, mean, second season. It was good until it wasn't. But it was good until it wasn't. <laughs> you know, it was one of those. But but you know, I mean, it wasn't. None of it was Kiernan Shipka's fault though. Kiernan Shipka, she acted the hell. Yeah, out no, of she was a great actor. She did. She did her motherfucking thing. And throughout this show, she's one of my favorite actors in this show. Just, just going forward, she just really captures what she means to. She's in fucking Legend of Korra. Oh shit, she's Janora. That's one of the fucking Airbending daughters, right? The 
Is she really? That's hard. That's amazing. Now I have to rewatch that. I gotta rewatch it, right? There's so many people in that. There's fucking even April from Parks and Rec is in there. That's pretty crazy. That's fucking insane. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty dope. Is she, is she she's in Family Guy as a singing cheerleader. I'm talking about Kieran Shipka, not um, not the other girl. I was talking. I was just talking about. But yeah, Kieran Shipka is in Family Guy. Random extra. Who'd have thought? Oh my god. She's and, in Riverdale. And oh yeah, because they cross over. Oh, Riverdale does do a crossover with. Sabrina, they're like on the. I, I on don't the get same that universe. either. That kind of threw me for a loop. So. So the devil exists in Riverdale. I guess. Like they're dealing with. Like I don't Lucifer really know much about hell. Riverdale. Though. I only watched the first season, and it did not get mystical. So. I know that one of the one of the Zach and Cody's is. is one of there. the Zach and Cody's. <laughs> it's um um Cole. Cole, the douchebag one. Yeah. Ah, damn it. Um, I'm dead, but um, so. yeah, it's like a high school show that just kind of gets out of hand. I think it that's is. just. <laughs> but like, Sabrina's a witch, so like, there has to be like sorcery in Riverdale. Yeah, that means that means that technically douchebag Sprouse can solve all his problems with witchcraft I'm in the dead. show. So um, Betty cooked dinner for the. Party. That was a hell of a sidebar. Look, so <laughs> Betty cooked dinner for um, the party, and um, I peeked. That his fucking medieval knife cufflinks are on his bedside table. Who, Don? Oh, oh are we serious, Don? So I can't believe him. Like, you can't really, like, you did not buy these for yourself. I signed your character. So, like, can you hide them at least, please? He's missing Rachel. For one, he's blatant. But two, he's he's missing Rachel. He's he's still thinking about Rachel. He's mad he didn't bag that. I'm so dead. Mad that she was mad that he was married. Like, what did you like? What did I, you want? I think. It, I think when she was like, "Did you expect me to be a side chick?" He was completely wholeheartedly like, "Yeah, why not? It's great. Live your life. He's you want me, right?" Like. <laughs> um. But Betty needs him to um get Sally's playhouse together, which I feel like should have been done before the birthday party. Well, okay. they were trying to keep it a surprise. I, get I know, it. Like, but like, I feel like their house is big enough. Like, do it and put it somewhere. They got to build it outside, though. It's, I mean, it's kind of uh, I'm just saying, like, sh- um, but he's putting it together, and he's drinking a beer um, and building this playhouse. And <laughs> I was like, how is Be- how is Sally not seeing this? And then he gets himself another beer out of the fridge in the shed, I guess. And then he comes back, and then Sally runs out and sees it. Oh, my God, a playhouse. He's like, you're not supposed to see this. Well, of course she's going to fucking see it. It's, it's like her a, birthday party, and she's going to go outside until she's ready for her people to get there. A, it was a big-ass playhouse, It was too. a huge I'm playhouse. Like, dude, was, this motherfucker's bigger than, a, like, a doghouse. Like, that motherfucker's huge. Remember that doghouse that Hank Hill built for his dog? <laughs> and then Bobby it was, got it. It was like one of, it was like one of those... <laughs> I'm so dead. Hey, look, but, honestly, I got to give props. That's a hell of a gift. That's hey, a hell of a gift. That's a nice present. Look, boy, she got live in that one, boy. Bro. Hey. But um, he asked Sally to get him another beer. So that he's on three beers in this one scene of trying to get I'm not going to lie. This, that definitely, that whole scene definitely gave off dad vibes. Like It did, but like he, he also asked her to get a beer. I feel like that's inappropriate. I know people do it, but not, like, is, not, am I crazy? Is that inappropriate or am I tripping? Nah, that's a. I've definitely fetched fetched many a beer in my young life. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Not it's no fetched many a beer it's, it's in my the, young life. That's it's the same. <laughs> it's like it's like fetching a soda. It's just Is like it though? okay. I, mean, I guess you know. I wouldn't ask them like to go get my like 
my my weed book. Like that's so inappropriate to me. Okay, but we alcohol's alcohol's normalized in society. Like it, it is. That's that's just that's just life. Like if, you know, that's so annoying. If, if a dad asks his kid to grab him a beer from the a cold beer from the, it's not like you're asking him to mix you a drink or anything. That's like true. make me a make me an old fashioned. Make me a make me an incredible Hulk real quick. I'm dead. Like that's inappropriate. But like, go get me a beer out the fridge. Like okay, eh. so, okay, okay, okay. It's basically a drink. Okay, so um, we go to the kitchen and Francine is over. I can't tell if I like Francine or not. I don't think I do, but it's good there. Look, I, yeah, it's definitely. Not hit or miss, but like like and hate with her. I love hate. That's it. Love hate. Honestly, I'm a little biased because Francine. Um, Francine's pretty, pretty attractive, but um, she is pretty. Um, but they're she making, says some wild things. Yeah, she does um, say some wild things. We'll get there. They're prepping apps right now for yeah. the party. And, and she asked about capers. Am I tripping? Look, she. I think they were putting like. I, I don't think it was ranch. I think it was like. I think it was like a cream cheese like mix. Cream they cheese were, like, and celery. In between the celery. Okay. Like see, you know how you make ants on a log and you put like raisins on top. Okay, look, I but was thinking they were it was... trying to put capers on top. I think, and she was like, "Nah." So look, I was I came in here intending to hate. I'm not gonna lie. I had when I first saw it, I thought it was like a like a cottage cheese. Ew, cottage it might have been because. But cream cheese but and cream celery cheese doesn't sound bad. Doesn't that actually sounds pretty fire with some capers on top? Look, I know, listen, I'm not. I, I don't. I would try it. I would try it, I and I'd that. probably be probably be. Pleasantly surprised. Well, I was a bit <laughs> um, Probably be pleasantly surprised. Can I also peep that little Bob? Okay, so the other kid is Sally's brother's name is Bobby, mm-hmm. right? Little Bobby has a little cowboy outfit he on. He has a little cowboy outfit. I don't know why cute. he decided his sister's birthday was the best day to put this he cowboy said, fit I'm on. Be a but cowboy like, today. <laughs> put him up. My sister's seven. I can be a cowboy. Fuck it. I'm dead. I but, love um, it. Little boy energy. Francine asks who's coming, and she starts listing off people and. Um, Sally invited Helen Bishop. So, I need a divorce. This is definitely giving like Desperate Housewives vibes. For real, Francine's like, like, "Oh my god, you didn't." Can we also think <laughs> that Francine's husband's name is Carlton, and we'll actually see Carlton later on. I I'm just um, Carlton. Yeah, keep our eye on Carlton. Um, but yeah, Helen Bishop pops up, and um, Francine's like, she's just always walking. Like, where is she walking to? And I'm just like, what? She's just walking around the neighborhood. Am I crazy? Why are they making it such a big deal? Yeah, dude. So apparently, this is like, this is crazy. She wakes up in the morning and goes on a walk around the neighborhood. I know, right? Controversial. Crazy. Salacious. And like, and they're tripping, right? They're so, they're like, oh, she's just over here. Walking in those. Hips. Yeah, they definitely mentioned your hips. No, I'm not gonna lie. Walking in Walking high heels in is high wild. Heels, that's kind of crazy. That's wild. What are you doing? But like, I don't think it's crazy for her to walk around the neighborhood, especially to like learn it as well. I feel like that's. A I just way. moved here. Like, I don't know the streets yet. Like, like, like can, can I, I fucking... learn the streets? Can I just walk? I like to exercise. Can I learn how to get here? There's no GPS or anything. I'd would like it be to better if I was running? Like, <laughs> like I think it'd be worse because then her boobs would be bouncing, and then they'd just be bitching about that. Like, like oh my god. But yeah, so Helen has kids. She. Has has Glenn and he's nine, and then she has a two-year-old. And honestly, that sounds that sounds like a 
You're outnumbered. Well, anytime That's an age gap right there. Anytime you're outnumbered, years. it gets hard. That's seven years. I mean, like, no, her having two kids by herself. Oh, yeah. We can't have more than two because then we'll be outnumbered. Babe. We'll, we'll, it, once you get outnumbered, it's over with. It's, we can't have more than two. It beca- it, different level. Listen. Different level. <laughs> so. um, but they, like, kind of, like, walk over to the window. And Francine um, says that man staring at Don putting up these playhouse she is i fucking done what so is wrong hard. with her she's and, just and betty's like i know i'm like girl no what is she talking about you're being like that it's one thing it's one thing to compliment your girl I'm like oh girl he's a looker good job like you know but like oh no no she's like uh what well, i'd let that guy do so much to me like his like, eye fucking like, in the oh back. my goodness and betty's just like yeah i know like spongebob <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no she gave a definite spongebob response what? Um, but Don has another beer, and um, he's using the restroom. And then um, I guess he was in the powder room, um, because he like didn't want to touch anything. Yeah, I don't know what a powder room is. I guess it's an old timey bathroom for women. Is it like a makeup room? I think it is. Ooh, that, uh, we should bring that back. That's listen. I could so make a makeup room. <laughs> um, that sounds lit. But um, yeah, he broke the seal, and then um, every yeah, and everything in the in the bathroom was like super girly and like pink. Um, so yeah, I noticed he like, he's like, like towels, and he didn't he didn't touch a single one. He yeah, just wiped it on his shirt all. <laughs> All grunge. Like, yeah, that's such a dad. And Betty's like, did you use the powder room? He's like, I didn't, you won't even know I was in there. So I'm guessing not a lot to use it. Um, but Betty suggests a shower for him because guests are going to start arriving soon. And Francine says, want company? All right, Francine, chill out. That's what that's when a normal friend would have been like, all right, dude, chill out. Like, no. I would have broke my neck at her. Like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, they don't, like, Betty doesn't say anything. She's just like, eh. And I don't even want to say, like, Betty's not, like, afraid to stand up for herself. I really I think that's she just... she minds it. I, yeah, which, I mean, hey, maybe she's super confident in her relationship. But um, you shouldn't you know, be, though. Props. But, yeah, no. That was some blatant stuff he was saying. Can we turn IMDb <laughs> off? There's some wild <laughs> shit popping up. What the hell is that? Was that freaking Brendan Fraser? <laughs> I don't know what Brendan Fraser's doing now, but goodness <laughs> gracious. The, the screen was on IMDb, <laughs> yeah. and the ads were just getting crazier and crazier. I'm like, oh Brendan Fraser's in a fat suit. It's crazy. <laughs> okay. But oh, my <laughs> goodness. Um, the guests start coming. And I wanted to point out that there was balloons on the post light, lamppost. And um, putting balloons outside your house uh, aged like wine, because we still do that today for a birthday party. Cute. Cute. I love it. We notice can also this is another thing that ages really well. Alcoholic punch. Alcoholic punch, yeah, because Betty spikes the punch in the next scene. Um, it's like people are getting there and there's like people in the room. Spikes she, the punch. Not spikes it, bro. She put like a whole bottle in there. She spikes it, bro. She put a whole fifth she, of she, and look, this was like whiskey or something. Like she put a whole. Oh, there's a lot. And then had the nerve to throw in like a little, like a little can of Sprite or some shit. But it was like what, seltzer water or something. Oh, oh, she made and mint they were juleps. mint juleps. Yeah, isn't that a, that's a local thing, isn't it? Not like a Churchill Downs drink. Mint juleps. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of like dark liquor, but a mint julep. I feel like it's like a as a Louis, as a Louisvillian, I probably should lose my stripes for not knowing what a mint julep is. Probably. Oh, yeah. The signature drink of the Kentucky Derby. Oh, yeah. It should definitely lose my Louisvillian license because it's crazy. Well, have we been to... We should go next year. Go to what? The Kentucky Derby. And get all fancy. 
Mm. I think we've been to a horse race before. But... Yeah, that was for one of your jobs you had. That was oh, cool. but you um, mean like the actual derby derby? Yeah, like, let's go to Oaks or something. I've only been in high school and I was a child. <laughs> I was sober the whole time. <laughs> I, no. That's not. Oh. <laughs> I was like mind. a junior or senior. Never mind. But, like, I was a, chi- I was a teenager. I didn't have money for Oaks. Oh, imagine if I just fucking won a million dollars in at Derby. Or <laughs> imagine I, imagine I like beat Drake in a gamble or something. I'm dead. Good. Um, but what, what is in a mint julep? Bourbon and what? Sugar, mint, and ice. Okay, so she bourbon, sugar, mint, and ice. Uh, I guess. Um, but um, we see a kid walk past on some crutches, like like not. Like the underarm crutches, but like they were like attached to his arm with like a brace type of crutches, um, and uh, arm crutches—the type that Walt Jr. had in Breaking Bad, where he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those type of crutches. I didn't know what to call them because you know the other uh, other ones go under your arm, but. Um, yeah, I don't know what they are. Apparently, either. Betty was gonna get a clown, and I'm glad she didn't. Ew. Um, clowns are. But, can we? Yeah. Can we not do? We're not no, doing clowns ever. Because no. I'll do a magic show. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, but if it's a clown doing a magic show, <laughs> no, not I, a clown, I'd rather not. not. I'd rather um, not. But um, Francine offers uh, Carlton um, a drink and... Not Francine, I'm sorry. Betty offers Carlton a drink and Freddie's like, he doesn't... She doesn't want him to have one. She's like, he'll do with what he has. He's fine. <laughs> mm, so Carlton's um, got a drinking problem. Apparently. Ooh, but real quick, before we get too far, I wanted to comment on what she was serving. Because she mentioned like the food that was going to be at the party. And it was going to be date nut bread, cold turkey, and Waldorf salad. That sounds horrible. Now, I don't know... I don't know what dates are. I think they're like raisins. Um, So, raisin nut bread sounds gross. Cold turkey. I mean, I guess that's cool. And then Waldorf salad. I don't know what a Waldorf salad is. Does not sound appealing, though. Celery, apples, walnuts, grapes, mayo. Wait, what? Hold up. Celery, apples, walnuts, grapes, and mayo. And, and lettuce. lettuce. It would be decent. It would be... Not mayo, though. It would be decent salad? without the mayo. I guess like a, like a tuna salad or like a chicken salad. I guess. I'm but I would... I, yeah, no. I Just dead. take the mayo out. It's not bad. But like... It, um, yeah, no. Mm-mm. Served in a bed of lettuce? That's just... Okay, so... But Don's apparently, like, the coolest guy there because people are talking to him about his job. And someone asked if he made, like, one of these ads they saw. Like, did you make this one? He's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Don's, like, real stuck up about what he thinks about ads, too. So he was probably offended. Like, no, I didn't make that stupid-ass shit. I make make art. I make art. (laughs) I make masterpieces. So, oh, Um, we mentioned uh, that Carlton's drinking problem. That goes in the vault. Not a drinking problem, but his drinking, um, what do you call it, preference. He's a heavy drinker. Yeah. I want to throw that one in the vault, because... Mm. You notice that the hut, um, we hear a sexist joke happening yeah, after was, the... Um, it was, I don't know which couple it was. Um, it was I think it was, was the like, same couple, yeah. Uh, and she did not want him to tell a joke. She was like, don't tell a joke. He's like, no, I'm going to tell a joke. And uh, it was like, if your wife and your lawyer's dying, uh, drowning... Uh, who's you gonna save? And he said, neither. I'm going to the casino. Or some shit like that. <laughs> I'm like, what? And she did not like it at all. 
She's not. Happy. I mean, naturally. Uh, it wasn't even that funny, though. Like, it wasn't funny. Like, no, and the thing is, people, like, like, some comedians are like, you can joke about anything as long as it's funny, but, like... If you're gonna make, if you're, I don't even want to call it a sex. I think it's more misogynist than sexist. But like, yeah. if you're gonna tell a joke like that, it, it has at least it has to be funny. Like, notice that I think Harry told a similar joke when Rachel walked in earlier in the episode, where he was like, "Oh, your wife is dying." Boo 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 boo. No, I'm just joking. She's dead. That was this episode. Yeah, same one. Wow. Same one. So people are making jokes about wives thinking it's funny but they're not and especially when your wife didn't want you to tell a joke in the first place so yeah. um someone comes up and asks how things were going at work um was that carlton, That's carlton. yeah that was carlton and um he mentioned he must be successful because of how his house is and everything and he's like looking around and don's just like i'm super not interested in not this interested conversation. talking to this man i don't know if he just i don't know if he's just really missing rachel or if he just doesn't like carlton Ugh. That shouldn't even be a sentence. <laughs> My guy's heartbroken. He's heartbroken <laughs> over Rachel. Heartbroken by his um, almost side chick. That's hilarious. his almost second side chick. Let's be <laughs> like what that we know of. Um, oh but, shit! Um, we cut to the ladies, and um, one of the ladies is talking about uh, her son, actually Jack, and. Um, she mentions that he got vaccinated and Jack is the kid with the crutches. Jack is the kid with the crutches. So and Jack, um, I'm assuming that did something and he lost control over his legs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and they mention so she mentions also about like a vaccine where he's like um, her husband's not pleased about the vaccine even though it saved his life. For one, age like one, um, vaccination in terms of like attitudes about vaccines age age real well and not a great way but um i think though the fact that this was like a vaccine in like the 60s it might be polio i think it wasn't like a second type of polio okay okay so yeah so poor kids got polio that sucks i'm gonna assume it's polio i don't i forget what um walter jr had in breaking bad was it like i don't remember either i thought it was like cerebral Palsy? It was cerebral palsy. You're right. It was. But, okay. So maybe, I don't think there's a vaccine against cerebral palsy, though. They would have mentioned No, it I now. think that's like a developmental thing. But I actually don't know. Don't quote me, y'all. Okay. Oh, don't quote me. I don't know. So let's go with polio. Let's um, go with polio. So, um, they, um, oh my gosh, I lost my spot. Helen, well, Helen the housewife, actually came. One of the housewives mentions, like, I don't want to say she was like, I want to say to Chet, blah, 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 like bitching about his, um, about how he acts. But I just kind of noticed that she wants to say that to him, but she can't. Like, I get the feeling that they don't really stand up to their husbands not very often. <laughs> that is like vinegar. <laughs> if I got a problem, sir, you're going to hear about it. Listen. <laughs> But I guess this just wasn't the attitude back then. Maybe that's yeah, no, another... absolutely not. That's not in your role as a housewife. Keep your mouth shut. Be seen, not heard. I'm sure one of those husbands have told their wife that. Don't criticize me. That's like one of the unspoken rules, I guess. But like that doesn't sound like a relationship. That sounds like, yeah, it sounds a transaction. It sounds weird. <laughs> sounds weird. But um, we see Betty go open the door, and Helen actually came, but she only brought her older kid, Glenn. Um, and we meet her son, Glenn. Glenn is going in the vault. Can I... Look, I'm not gonna lie. If I had one 
one one thing I don't like about this show. The only thing that like there's a lot in this show that like I don't you know can't watch or whatever. There's but there's not not really a lot of like outwardly like bad things, like bad in terms of like quality. But Glenn, I do not like this child. <laughs> he and it, like it's not even it's, he hadn't even said he hadn't really said or done anything much to earn my dislike, quote unquote yet. But just his eyes. His eyes. I don't like looking at him. I don't Dead. like. I, I don't like. You can say it. I don't like looking at him. I There's just, just some people you don't like looking at. He just. <laughs> he has those eyes like that. Just like peek into your Owls. soul. Yeah, he has those owl eyes. They're just. They're like, very big and round. Very round, like almost like Jessica Day vibes, but more of like a serial killer vibe. Like I'm dead. Uh, um, it, it it weirded me out. Weirded yeah, me out. Yeah, no, you guys will see. Um, but um, Helen comes with a present, but it's wrapped in Christmas paper, and uh, <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, sorry, we're not unpacked, basically, and uh, this is the only wrapping paper I can find." So I thought it was weird. She had wrapping paper on deck. A little weird too, but I'm also like is that a housewife thing. <laughs> in in this day and age, uh, I feel like it wouldn't have mattered as much. Betty, Betty, you could see that it mattered to Betty. It was very. But she was she played it off. She's like, I wish it was Christmas all the time. Like, yeah, yeah, she played it off, but you could see that she was uncomfortable for a second. Like, wait, this is <laughs> this is this is this isn't Christmas. This isn't December. What are you doing? So she even noticed she doesn't even put it with the other gift. She like puts it on like a chair in the other room just to put it down and out, out of sight real quick because. <laughs> She's just like, I don't even know what to do with this right now. I'm dead. <laughs> we'll open this later when everyone leaves. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we cut to Don, and he's walking over to, like, this um, table in the living room. And there's a tray of cigs already rolled. Like, I don't know if they still roll their cigs now. But, like, there's a tray of cigarettes out for people to just grab. And I said it would have been way cool if they were joint. <laughs> I know a little joint party that'd been so great. Just having them out rolled it, rolled up and everything for you, but but um, he changes the radio and the title of this of this episode comes in because it's the song that's playing, "Marriage of Figaro" by Mozart. Um, and that's where they got the name of this episode. Um, and during that, Betty introduces Helen to the guys and. Tells Don that he needs to go pick up the cake. <laughs> Which, okay. Oh, my God. They tell Don to go pick up the cake. Sh- should she have gotten this cake earlier? Like, I, I feel think like it was, like, one of those, like, same-day delivery type. Same-day delivery. Okay, because I'm thinking, like, if I have a birthday party and the cake, I'm going to try to get the I cake. I feel like if you order it, you usually do get it the day of. All right, all right. I'm, do- I'm, being, I'm being too hard. Okay. Um, I thought she could have got it earlier just because her husband's unreliable piece of shit, but... Um, but he's been drinking. He shouldn't be going anywhere, honestly. It's been a couple beers. No, like no, 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 no. He's had like five or six beers by this time. Yeah, Not but to mention, I don't even know if he's had any of the drinks that she made. Keep in mind, this guy's an alky, so like that, I his mean, tolerance. yeah, but he still shouldn't be driving. Like Those beers aren't shit to him. I don't know. He, he wiped his hands in the bathroom. He looked a little drunk. <laughs> you cannot deny that. I just, you know, he just you, no. wiped his hands but off. Did you see how he did it? His face was like a little. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought um, he was just like annoyed. Like, oh, I'm in this. I got a fucking. I can't use any of these fucking towels. Ugh. Stupid ass party. I'm dead. Stupid ass Rachel's not like. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid ass Rachel. <laughs> um, but um, she also asked him to take some videos 
um, some no, no, films. no, no, no. She asked him to take some movies. Some movies. Which at first I'm like, but Blockbuster isn't a thing yet. What do you mean take some movies? Take some movies on this thing that he hasn't been using that he bought a little while ago. <laughs> that ain't very a, well. It's a um, ugly little thing. It's an ugly little thing. Um, but... It's like when it almost, I almost felt like he had to crank it to get it to Right? It <laughs> um, but Betty then introduces Helen to the ladies, take her into the kitchen. Bro, and, and Carlton. The wolf's den. Carlton, Francine's husband, is really like, uh, not, he's not eye fucking Helen. He's like definitely a Francine does what, like Francine was doing to Don earlier, which, ironic. But Carlton was definitely People. eye seducing her. He was I peeping her bro, He was, look, look, he had his whole head out the door, just. I. <laughs> okay, okay. Boy, he about to be a divorcee. Stop playing. I'm just kidding. Um, and then the husbands are all commenting on her and stuff. Um, yeah, they the said other. that the hens are going to peck her to death. Notice they also mentioned um, that she has a Volkswagen, like in the ad. She I thought that was funny. Volkswagen. The ad worked on Helen. She got it. They said, they're <laughs> assholes. They said it's not going to help our cause having that VW bug because there's no room in the backseat. Sham, I think some guy was like, I think I threw, I think I threw a grenade in there a couple of years back when I was in the army. I was like, oh, yeah, because he said she's kind of desperate. A uh, Volkswagen Beetle? That's a civilian car, dude. What are you like, doing? What are you doing? But it was, a, it's a German car. I know, but it, like, still, it's a, like, come on, dude, war crimes. Let's be, let's, let's be, let's be rational here. Let's be rational here. Okay. So, um, with the ladies, uh, they're going on about um, this vacation. This va- this part made me kind of consider whether I liked Francine. So, at first, when she was <sighs> eye-fucking Don and flirting with him, I'm I was like, like bro, okay, that's just their friendship. She's that one friend that just says crazy shit. All right. Like, cool. I guess Don is, like, Whatever. extra handsome, so, like... And Don's probably used to it. He's like, eh, what? I'm not offended. Betty, you're not offended. Whatever. No harm done. No foul. But... Yes. Francine gets a little racist here. So one of so one of the housewives commenting on a honeymoon in the doldrums. And no, no, she mentions a doldrum, which I didn't even bother. I don't even know what a doldrum is. But she mentioned going to Boca Raton for her honeymoon. Um, and Francine is like, "Well, I've been I've been there before." But um, 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 she said they said something about mosquitoes. mosquitoes, and then Francine said, "Those aren't the only giant noses you have to deal with." Excuse me, um, oh. excuse me, ma'am. And at first, I, I was confused. Okay, I was confused. I was like, big noses. And <laughs> I was like, black people. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So she being racist. Look, then she follows it up with, because look, even Betty was like, Francine. Yeah, and Betty she, was say, oh, like not expecting her to say that either. And Francine's um, just like, oh, we felt out. We felt outnumbered. It was, it was uncomfortable. uncomfortable. I couldn't enjoy myself. Unfortunately, age as well. But like, come on, Francine. I just when I was starting to like you, you fucking like, come on. Big noses, come on. Mosquito noses for real. Come on. But then he was Betty, outnumbered by black people in fucking Louisiana for real. You didn't know that before you went. You didn't like, fucking. You look chose at the, that place to go. You picked there. You could have went fucking to fucking Boston or something if you wanted to. You could have gone to fucking. Britain or England or Dublin or whatever the fuck you want to Dublin where the fuck makes you feel comfortable but like you went to Louisiana <laughs> That's on you. you don't have the right to complain about the number of black people in fucking Louisiana like you don't fucking go to Japan and complain about all the fucking J- Japanese people there right like, like that's just so stupid <laughs> what are you doing go somewhere else 
So that also lets us know that Francine does not plan ahead. Um, <laughs> not only is she racist, but she's a poor planner. <laughs> um, but Betty asks Helen where she went on her honeymoon, and then she like instantly apologizes. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Instantly, like she was like, "Oh, I'm sorry," and she was like, "It's fine. We went to apologize to Helen. That's right." I was like, "You can mention being, you can mention marriage, dude. It's okay. It's not like fucking." Your mom died. I don't know. Yeah. So she tells them where they went. They went to Paris, right? Well, so, um, yeah, yeah. They went to, yeah, Helen went to, like, I think Paris for, like, she said, like, six weeks or something. Yeah. Which, that's a that's a long-ass honeymoon. Where the hell does he work where he could just take six weeks off for a fucking honeymoon? I don't honeymoon? know. I mean, I guess Pete took two, and he's a fucking... He's not very low. He's pretty low on the ladder. So, I mean, I guess... That's true. Was vacation time better back then? I don't know. I know if I say two weeks, they'll give they'll they'll do it, but with a stink eye. But, like, six weeks paid? Yeah. I don't know. But, um, Helen mentions Glenn's father and one of the women. I don't know her name yet, but one of the women asked if that was her ex-husband. And she had, like, this weird, like, smile on her face. Did you peep that? She was, yeah. like, enjoying asking her, like, about her ex-husband. Like, wait. Um, and, um... Be, she says, yeah. I kind of thought it as, like, the women were, like, implying that Helen was, like, a slut or something. Because uh, the way she made it seem like was, like, oh, is your ex-husband and your baby daddy the same person type shit? Oh! Like, they, they've kind of been, like, throwing shots at her, like, before she arrived about how she's, mm. like, sluttily walking up and down the neighborhood. Even though she's literally just walking around her neighborhood. I think it's not her fault she's a baddie. She's single. Look, she's single. And all y'all are married. Oh. And y'all got husbands with wandering eyes. And rubber naked. Rubber naked. <laughs> <laughs> rubber naked. Their insecurities are coming out. And they're fucking... It's not her fault. Control your husband. She's not doing nothing wrong. Um, but, um, Betty said that they went to Italy, and, no, um... Not on her honeymoon, though. No, it was... When was it? It was... It was she was, like, um, she was at a school... She was at Bryn Mawr. I think that's, like, a college or something. But, um, so it's weird that Betty mentioned Italy, but they were talking about honeymoons, like, stay on the subject. Did he not go take you on a honeymoon? Did they not? Yeah, like, where did you go on a honeymoon? Did you not go? Did... John take you to fucking Niagara Falls or something? Like. Oh my god. Damn. That's a good point. But um, Francine is petty because she uh, asked Helen uh, so that Helen, you probably loved Paris uh, since she loved walking. <laughs> like she brings it up. So subtly too. She's like, it's you know pretty... how you like walk around the neighborhood? Like, In where are you going pants. when you do that? She's like, nowhere, just like walking. <laughs> just kind of walking in circles a little bit. I'm not really going anywhere. Like, it's calming. I don't know. I have two fucking kids. Like, I'm, I'm very stressed a lot. Let me walk. And, like, Helen knows what they're doing. She's not dumb. No, that she is not. She's just kind of, she's just playing it out. Like, all right, yeah. She's like, I'm the new new one around here. Let me just fill these bitches out. Because they're all bitches as of right now. Betty is right now Betty's being the all best right. of them. Look, Betty's all right. Because for one... For one, she the only thing she did it was like micro microaggressions like the present putting the present down. No, no, well that a little bit, but also like apologizing for mentioning. Yeah, I, don't, I think she legit the, felt bad though. I don't think it was like condescending. 
That's what. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was. It was a kind of a dig, but I don't think she meant it as a dig. Yeah, she was no, literally she being like, she's like, "Oh fuck, I probably shouldn't ask that in front of all these women." That's awkward. But like, I feel like Betty is being the least judgmental. Absolutely. Out of them. And she also she also called Francine out on on her racism. Not yeah, really, she's but like, you know, like at least she was mildly offended yeah. by what Francine said instead of abhorred. But that's you know, true. um. We go back to, we see Jack with the crutches, kind of, um... He, I think the kids are running through and he was, like, following them. Yeah, I didn't want to say running through, but, um... They were. It, it's just what the scene did. So... <laughs> <laughs> and Don's recording them on this, um, little machine he has in his hand that this apparently machine. records videos. <laughs> um, this odd machine he has. it showed us, like, what it looked like through the camera. It was a, it was a video recorder, okay? Um, it was so blurry. I know there was no focus that on it. That aged like, like vinegar. It looked so. It now, al- almost. I would say it aged like wine. It had like a vintage feel to it. But but that was their picture. Like that. Literally, was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was completely genuine. It was a terrible picture nowadays. But like, it's so terrible that it's almost retro. Where like retro and aging like wine are two different things, though. Because all right, all like right. from. What their videos did then to what our videos do now age so well. Yeah, that was the best they could do. But I, I like pe- there. Are pe- there are people today who would get a filter of that yeah, in that style. That's true. Um. So, um, Helen pops in, and she kind of covers her face. Oh yeah, she didn't want to be on the camera. She was like, "Oh my god, I, Which, I don't know if my lipstick is straight." I don't know if I want to read into that, or she's just camera shy. Or... I'm gonna just say she's camera shy. All right, okay. And then one of the guys approach her. Um, she was looking for Glenn, and they said that they know of her situation. Carlton, he this was her. Carlton, Francine's husband. Carlton, this bitch. But he was eyeing her too he earlier. He was eyeing her, and now he's like, I, "I know about your situation. I'm so sorry about that." If like, your son ever wants you. to play ball, or like, if you ever want me to be your stand-in husband for a little bit, basically, and play with your son. And Helen calls him out on it. She definitely cause she. It's not up, like she's not being like. She's loud not being with a it, bitch but... about it, but she runs like this uh, hypothetical scenario of him coming over and everything, and like she's like being super sarcastic with it. Yeah, she's like, yeah, then maybe after we put him to bed, then we can just have a drink and, you know, have fun like adults do. You mean like that? That's what you want? And Carlton's just not, He wasn't expecting her to do was that. not prepared. So and he's like, don't be trying to, like, say I'm saying something that I'm not saying. But that's literally kind of what you that's were saying. Pretty, you were, that's, that's where you're going with it, bro. It's pretty obvious. Like, she called you on it. And all you got, not, the only graceful thing to do is to walk away. Don captures it on camera. He captures a little confrontation. I don't know if it was all of it or just the end of it. Um, but he definitely like comes over with the like through the hallway with the camera and like gets them by the door and then he keeps going. And then um, he sees two people making out. I don't know their names, but it was one of the couples from earlier. I think it was the same couple that asked him about the ad. Ah, okay. They were just, they didn't seem... They, they didn't, didn't seem, seem anything. They were just, I, I just don't know their names. Yeah, they didn't seem that bad. Um, But yeah, they're kissing and everything. And I, I, I hate to say it, but I think this nigga's thinking about Rachel. He's thinking about Rachel. He's watching these two, husband and wife, going at it. And, and instead like, of it reminding of... It was of, cute. It was, real, it, was, it was pretty cute. But instead of it reminding of him and his wife, he's thinking of him and his second side chick. Like, What? Hey, he's, this dude's like this dude's like future in the past, man. Like future he's, in the sixties. 
He's killing me. But Don is still fucking drinking. There's no way he's not drunk yet. And um, you can hear the, he's outside with the kids. And you can hear Sally kind of yelling at someone. And I'm like, is she pretending to be a housewife? No, all of those kids were like echoing what they hear in their house. Like one kid was like, take your shoes off. Another one was like, you dented the car. Or like, I like sleeping on the couch. Or like, watch your tone. I'm like, these kids are literally echoing what they hear from their parents all day. Like, their parents are arguing all the fucking time. Dang. Not even arguing, but just, like, like snipping at each other yeah. all day. Like That's crazy. And their but kids But Betty are, says something kind of housewifey. That's why I said that. So she's mimicking her mom. Not, not to say that Sally's immune to or you know, Betty's not doing it either. I'm just like, it's just so crazy how they're all acting, like, so prissy and perfect. But behind closed doors, they're all dysfunctional as fuck. That's a good thing. I did not peep that. It's That's it's just great. and how much the kids are just like Absor- they're sponges. That's why you gotta watch what you say around your kids. They're sponges. These kids are like seven, eight, and they're literally like doing the, almost doing a play of what happens what happens when everyone goes to sleep. Like it's crazy. Like they might not see you, but that doesn't mean they can't hear you. Yeah, hel- so Helen goes back out to you know She's um, not gonna say again. Adon um she says that like there there's a uh, that's a crowd in there. That's a certain group of people basically and he's like same crowd out here and he's with a bunch of children yeah so he's like equating everyone in there to children he is not he's just not in a good mood today he's fucking he's pissy about his boo rage and he's not feeling this party either i don't know if it's i think he would still be not feeling the party even if he didn't fuck with rachel but like i think he doesn't like having to like put a fake smile on for people and that's kind of what he has to do right now maybe he it's not that he doesn't... I feel like... Because he's pretty good at putting up a face for people, but I think I it's mean, he these, technically is. But these like, specific people, I don't think he's interested in being mm. with. Because notice how, like, at work, he doesn't fuck with Roger. Or he doesn't fuck with the ad boys, but he fucks with Roger. He only fucks with people on They're his level, level or above. He doesn't fuck... He doesn't, like, go out with the ad boys because he doesn't think it's worth their time. So he probably... He treats them the same way as he does I the neighbors. I <laughs> All the neighbors over here complimenting him and shit, and he's like, "Yeah, you got, all you, all of you are beneath me. I don't mm-hmm. fucking need to entertain you." Of course, you. my shit's better than yours, basically. Yeah, of course, my house is bigger. Of course, my housewife is better. Like, of course. You see I'm my trophy wife, bro. I'm um, better than you. Why do I need to talk to you? But um, while they're outside, we actually cut back to the ladies in the kitchen, and they're talking about Helen. She could be around the corner, and they're talking about her. I know they're they're just... horrible, and uh, uh, they mentioned that Glenn's clothes are apparently wrinkled. Um, and Which, God forbid, she had time to fucking iron before she came like, there. Like, ugh, damn. You're lucky she even wrapped her the gift. Y'all don't even um, know how much your bill is. Like, come on. She's in, she's managing the house and... Bruh, she's better than all y'all. Listen, she's doing it all. What are y'all doing? I'm, I'm Gossiping. On team, I'm on Team Helen right now. For real. Team Helen. Because um, they got her fucked up a little bit. And Betty bit. is defending her, too. And I appreciate her defending her. Until... One of the house... Look, Glenn comes in and Glenn like, hey. asks if they've seen her mom and... Um, they One of the housewives her. peeps out the window and is like, Hey, Betty, look who's... Uh, talking to Don. Look who's talking to your husband, huh? You and better. Betty, like, goes look and she, like, kind of, like, scolding a little bit. And then she goes outside and is like, Don, I need you to go get the cake. <laughs> it got to her. Look, it got to her. She... <laughs> She immediately went into, uh-uh. Don't you have something to do? Don't you Don't have you got something to do? Go get the cake. <laughs> Over here fucking talking... Talking, talking shop this. and shit. Yeah, hell mm. no. Get mm-hmm. your ass out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go get that damn cake. Um, but we cut to the kids inside and they're running around 
and um, one of the kids run and knock into the table and drop a glass. And who grabs the kid? Okay, so this dude walks up and is like, oh, you shouldn't be running in the house. Slaps the kid slaps in the face. Slaps the hell out of the kid. He grabs him by the shoulders and then slaps him and says, you shouldn't be running in the house. And then Carlton walks up. He's like, what's going on here? And he says, your son's running around. Like, that wasn't even your kid. You just slapped. Bro, when I first seen this, I was I was shocked. I was like, wait What? You just slapped him across the face. That's, for one, that was excessive. Even I was, That was excessive. They're kids at, at a birthday party. That's an excessive thing to do to your kid in public. But that's not even your kid? You're slapping the neighbor's kid? In the face? And Carlton was so okay with it. This nigga Carlton walked up and said, like, what Apologize. Happened? What? You told your son to apologize to this man that just slapped him? What? Look, 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 look. It'd be one thing even if a family member and slapped Don't slap my kid like it. For one, like, give him a whooping like it, like a regular person. Like, like what? Slap him across his face? Slapping someone is so... It's, it's at another level of disrespect. It's like, it's like spitting in someone's like, face. Like, it's so disrespectful. Oh, my God. Like, don't slap me. I would then rather, I'd rather get my ass tore up than like a, a slap just a good slap. You feel me? Even even though the slap Max. doesn't hurt as much, it's the disrespect that comes with it. it my just, face, bro. And the fact that it's not even your kid, and that you're putting crazy. your hand on his face. Nowadays, that's a that's a you're dead. That's a box. There's no no father in the history and like no I look at today. I look at Carlton differently for letting that happen. And then, no, Carlton did it. He was even worse. He fucking, after after the neighbor slapped the shit out of his kid, and he told the kid to apologize for doing that, the he then tells, of- he's like, tell your mother to come in here and clean this up. What the why fuck? Why can't you clean it up, my What fucker? the fuck? Why, why wouldn't the kid clean it up? Because he fucking did it. Yeah, I, I mean, slapping is excessive, but you did spill the That, that was the correct punishment. Be like, okay, slow down. You shouldn't be running the house. Go get some paper towel and clean this up. You could even be like, go, go ask Betty, like where the where the uh, broom and shit is, who can, so you can clean this up. But not go get your mother, who's out doing her thing, <laughs> doesn't even don't even know what the fuck happened, just to walk. Imagine your kid walking up and be like, "Hey, Dad said to come get this." Kyron, do you know how mad I would have been at you? <laughs> Dad said to come you get this. You would have been like, "You're kidding, right?" I would have been like, "He's joking. This has got to be a practical joke." I will bring him the supplies. Dad said you got to so nice. this. But no, you getting this up. Of all the people, she wasn't even okay. Okay, but um, so Don's out on his way getting the cake. Actually, he already got the cake in this scene, and he is um, <laughs> drunk driving. Okay, he's drunk driving, and he pulls up to the house slowly and then passes it. <laughs> bro, he keeps driving. Look, on. bro, pulled out. He's like, I can't go back in there. I can't. Drives right the fuck off Drives with the cake. Passed with Yo. the cake and did not go back in. And Betty, we cut to Betty in the kitchen, and she called the baker, and they were like, he, uh, he was picked up an hour ago. That's so embarrassing. Like, I have this perfect husband, but he can't pick up a cake? Obviously, my Like, he picked it up. Like, he literally picked it up. Like, she's like, is he, he dead? He could have dropped he... it off. <laughs> like, like, one of the couples even leaves, because he's like, are you, like, he's over? Said, like, the cake's not getting here. We're leaving. Um, but yeah, he stole his daughter's birthday cake. And Helen is saving grace because she's like, I actually think I might have a cake in the freezer. I can go grab it. But he's like, please, thank you. It's kind of a, I'm not going to. It's an underwhelming cake. Under, it's yeah. It's like a, one of those like Ma, Maria or something cakes. I'm not going to lie. It's like like the Marie calendar cake. 
I think that's literally what it is. Um, don't they make the Hershey's chocolate cakes? Though? I think they do, and those are the best ones. Those are Honestly, yeah, that's I what I'm saying. Use one right now. I don't know where the jump in quality happened because what well, that... it was in her freezer, so I'm assuming it wasn't as fresh as possible. And you can see Betty like struggling to cut into it a little bit. Yeah, it was embarrassing. She was pissed. She was so pissed, and she honestly carried the anger so well. Like you could tell, but like she wasn't like she still had that kind of like polite. Yeah, no, you can tell that she's upset, though. She's so upset. And then um, we cut to Don smoking, sitting in his car. And you, he's, like, facing train tracks, right? And you can hear a train in the distance coming. And he's, like, just positioned like, kind of right in front of it. It's a very um, gloomy scene. And then the train passes, right? And um can't tell if that was just, like, him being dramatic or if he's, like, feeling, like... Like, why are you suicidal? Oh, trying to kill himself? Did you not see that, though? I did. I, I don't think he'd actually do it, but, like, is he having, like... Suicide? I don't think he was into Rachel that much to even consider killing But himself. just the fact of, like, his daughter's birthday party, he didn't want to go back in there. Like, he didn't want to go spend time with his family. Like... Oh, no, no, On no, a no, deeper no. level, not just Rachel. Nah, he definitely ditched his his his, uh, his whole family's party, his, his daughter's birthday party, which is kind of fucked up, but, like... When I saw the train, I was thinking maybe it's like a he wants more, to get away. Maybe that kind of a thing. He's just like I feel stuck right now. Like I'm, I couldn't get Rachel because I'm stuck with this fucking family. So it's like mm. I just feel stuck. Like I could just run away okay. right now or something. Instead of suicide, he's like I'm a hop a train. <laughs> or maybe he just finds a calming. You know, honestly, if if I had a train, if there was a train in Louisville, I would probably I'd probably hang out. Um, Oh, you're saying if there's a train, like, there aren't multiple trains in fucking Louisville. I don't but, think like, there's passenger trains, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking, like, like, like in Chicago, when you, like, hang under, a, hang under like, one of the subway lines and, like, just hotbox the car or something, like, that's the different kind of vibe, and the train comes over, like, mm -hmm. it's a vibe, honestly, so I can kind of, maybe, maybe Don just went there for the vibe, but, you know... Okay. Still fucked up. So we go to Betty cleaning up, and she is stewing. She's pissed, bro. Ooh, she's and, scrubbing. Uh, she got her that hand mask, actually, bro. yeah, she her, she's trying to take her gloves off, her dish gloves off, and her hand starts shaking, shaking again. I did not notice her hand start shaking. Again. Her hand starts shaking again. So okay, so her hand starts shaking. It was one at the dinner after she realized that she doesn't know much about Don. Then there was the other one when she was looking at Helen moving in. And the, the, no, no, not Helen moving in. The divorced woman who no longer has a husband moving in. Hmm. That got her hands going. And then now it was after her after husband her husband ditched her. Ditched, ditched her the party and stole the cake. Yep, yeah, and ruined the party while ditching it. So, hmm. um, so it seems like there's a Don common is denominator. A common denominator. Common denominator. Um, but Don, she hears Don enter the house, walking in, and he's clearly fucking drunk, and he brought a dog home. This insensitive motherfucker just gave her another living being to take care of. Which, hold on, can we, can we, where did he get this dog? Who fucking knows? Where, look, it was late when he was looking at the train and he didn't have a dog. It was nighttime with the train. It must have been at least 8 o'clock. Like, the sun, there's no way the sun like just set recently. It has to have been at least 7, 8 o'clock. But it was, it was nighttime <clears throat> at the train scene. Most pounds close at like 6. Like, where did you get this where dog? Where did you get this dog? Is this, a, is this a stray? Did you get your daughter a stray? Like, 
And, like, Betty's just speechless. She's like, are we serious right now? And Don doesn't even apologize. He doesn't say sorry. He doesn't, he doesn't say hello. Say he just either. looks he just at her. looks at her drunk. Petting the dog. And, like, of course, Sally loves it because it's a fucking dog. This man ruins her birthday party, steals her cake, and then somehow still gets to be the hero in his daughter's eyes because he brought home a fucking dog. I hate him right now. And then Betty over here looking stupid and embarrassed because she's... she's she, she looks like... Look, like... Throwing a party is, like, one of, like, a housewife's, like... Like, it's supposed to be their niche. Like... And she, like... I'm sure she's feeling embarrassed because she's, like... All the fucking housewives saw me, quote-unquote, fail. fail at this role. And, like, you don't give a shit. Like, like you this did is this. one thing I got going for me, Don. And you fucked the pot. Like, you I fucked it up. I did this whole party, but I give you one thing to do. And some... And, like, you... It's not even like you fucked up. Like, you deliberately just didn't come home. Like, what and the fuck? It's so even more annoying because you really could have just dropped the cake off and snuck out. <sighs> okay. And then there's one last thing that I wanted to comment on. Don got Sally a dog. Specifically, I think, because Rachel has a dog. Has dogs. And because Rachel mentioned that having dogs made her okay with not having a great family like life growing up so don got that dog thinking of rachel but that's fucked up in my opinion because you understand that she had the dogs to comfort her because her life was shitty and now you're basically portraying that on your daughter how about you just don't make her life shitty yeah like like she's like i got this dog because like my mom did and i had a sister and that was it but like sally has a mom and you're just but you're just undermining her at every turn so it's like you're just getting this dog because you're still stuck on Rachel and I guess I think he wants his daughter to grow up like Rachel which a little creepy I don't know man Don has so many problems you know what he needs a, a therapist <laughs> a psychiatrist <laughs> not a nigga need drugs I'm dead. but that is the end of the scene that's the end of this uh, episode and it oh, was a god. doozy it what was a, a doozy what a party look it's not a party without racism sexual harassment and a fucking, uh, the bullshit of Don Draper. The bullshit of Don Draper. Okay, so, let's, <laughs> so we have a new segment that we wanted to start with called, uh, not, it's not even called anything. It's really just trying to decipher what the title means. So, this one's kind of easy. The episode's called Marriage in Figaro, and that is the name of the song that Don put on for ambiance, uh, for his party. Um, so, Marriage of Figaro is, from what I heard, it's like an opera. Um, and me being a um, modern man, I don't know shit about opera. But it was considered one of the greatest operas ever written. Um, is Don the greatest ad man ever created? Uh... That might that might be too easy. That might be a stretch. Too easy. Um, see, in Figaro, the only thing I know about Figaro is that it's a note and it's an MF Doom song. So, in trying to figure out, oh, the story of Figaro: servants Figaro and Susanna succeed in getting married, foiling the efforts of their philandering employer, Count Almaviva. To seduce Susanna and teaching him a lesson in fidelity. Oh, teaching a lesson in fidelity, eh? Oh, of philandering being cheating. Okay, so 
Figaro and Susanna get married. Their boss is cheating. Um, oh, their boss is trying to get Susanna, but Figaro and Susanna get married. So it's like a love triangle kind of sort of, not really. Damn. Uh, okay, okay. And then this is the episode where him and Rachel have their little hookup. Hmm. True. Definitely. And um, she's technically his employer. True. And um, Rachel does. Rachel's paying them for her services. And Rachel does tend like not not fire him, but like sever the relationship. Denies it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Marriage of Figaro. I see you, writers. All right. All right. All right. Um, I can dig it. Um, But the best scene. And it's too it's too easy to call the birthday party a scene because that was honestly like that was like a twenty minute scene. That was multiple right there. scenes, yeah. But I gotta say my favorite scene, um, I think it was the I think it was the 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 break room scene where they're um, where they're passing the book back and forth because it really it really felt like a drug deal and I thought it was really funny. <laughs> Like, they were just like, ooh, ooh, keep it down. Don't show nobody. Don't read that on the and train. And then also just, I I like that it kind of showed Joan's character a little bit more and, like, how she's a bit controlling of... She's absolutely controlling. Not just the department, but, like, of Peggy specifically and how she views Peggy. I think it just kind of told a lot with not a lot being told. So, um, yeah, that's got to be my, uh, my favorite scene. What about you? Damn... Honestly, that was a really good scene. Ah, that's still your scene. <laughs> kind of. You can you you can um, also like it for different reasons, or I just liked it because the women were being women. <laughs> They're just passing porn around. Yeah, I like that they were actually like reading it too. Like I know it was like a uh, taboo thing to read, but like every woman in there knew what that book was. Hmm. Hmm. One of them said good to the last drop. Good to the last drop. That's I gotta say, that paints a picture. That paints a picture. Um, But also, uh, honorable mention, the very, very last scene with the dog, just because the dog's adorable. The dog is Honestly, any scene with the dog is adorable. Like, the German Shepherds were really cute, and... Their moment on the roof was a good one until he was a fuckboy. It was a good moment. Like, they really had... That's the thing. They really had chemistry. Like, it was... It was crazy. Like, I think Don really felt something for Rachel. Some, I Definitely more than he felt for Midge. I think Midge is just kind of comfortable. Mm-hmm. But, like, he really... He was feeling Rachel's edge, and it made him in return kind of feel a little edgy, I feel like. Yeah, they kind of had... They, they just really... They really matched together. Um, but, yeah, any scene with a dog, winner for me. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm gonna say mine was the roof scene. The roof scene? Okay, okay. Yeah, you can have the break room. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> and then I would give this episode a... Oh, who's the MVP? Who? Most, vi- most valuable... Rachel is mine. Because Damn. she was not down to be a side chick, and I appreciate that of her. Damn. She walked right up to the cliff and then looked down the cliff and said, no, thank you, and walked away. She said, take this parachute. <laughs> said i'm good um so yeah mine's rachel she um got to have a little moment mm-hmm. felt good about herself even though deep down she had bad feelings coming her way um but i really appreciate her not being down to be a extra in his life 
and she has values and she was not willing to put those down for him. Okay, I like that. So, for my MVP, and this one I might have to really... Um, Validate. No, evaluate what an MVP means because previously I think it was like who is it like who changed the most who developed the most. No, I think it's just like who was the most impactful or memorable in this episode. Like, um, most valuable character in this episode. Okay, okay, okay. So, I would say Betty because I think with Betty. She went through a lot. For one, she stood up for racism. She stood up against racism, which I appreciate. She was not as mean toward Helen as the other girls are up until Helen started talking to his to 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 her man, which is fine. Weird that Francine can do it, but Helen can't. It's or weird though, because like we actually don't know. Like, yeah, she was a little stern with telling him to go get the cake, but like we don't know if she treated her differently after, do we? Did we see them interact again? I think that was the last time. Oh, no, 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 because with the cake, Helen saved the party. With oh, the yeah. Cake. So, like, she wasn't, like, rude, but she definitely felt some type of way. About she it. definitely kind of put a line down, like, at mine, but. She gave a line to her up. husband more than Helen, and I actually appreciate that even more. And I also, this is the first time we've seen Betty displeased with Don. Yeah. This is the first time we've seen her actually. Actually like, upset with him, yeah. Like, you know, that's true. anything but happy, like a happy wife. She's actually pissed right now, like, and deservedly pissed. Yeah, this is a Much new pissed. emotion for Betty to show us. I, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Runner, honorable mention would be Pete. Because Pete? Get out of here. Because Pete got to go come home to some hot steak I'm and weird. a ribeye with butter and some ice cream. That that's a winner. That's a winner right there. Ridiculous. That's a, and plus he, when he came into the office, he, he did was have fill, a different glow. About he him. was filling himself. He just got married, you know. He had that um, just married, that just married swag where all the girls are just like, "Oh hey, Pete's back," you know, really Pete's kind of back. put we a bounce in his stuff. You know, like he just had a new glow about him, and the fact that he he was so excited about the steak at home, it was just it was cute. Um, so yeah, that would be my runner-up. But yeah, really, Betty won because Betty went through a lot. Um, so yeah, how would you rate this episode? I would give this honestly. I'd say it was all good. I feel like I need to have a rubric for scoring because I want to <laughs> say it was an eight point five, but I don't really have a reason for not giving it like a nine or a ten. So why would you give it an eight point five? Really high. So let's just say just because Don pissed me off so much in this episode, but that means he did a good job. <laughs> so let's say the baseline is five, right? Five is mid. Is it better than average, or do you think it's worse than average? It's better than average, definitely. We learned a lot about some characters, and um, the storytelling is just beautiful. I really liked how. Because I'm noticing, I'm just kind of watching it analytically, but like I'm noticing a lot more than I did when I first, even like the second or third time I've watched it, I'm noticing more yeah. than I have with those. Because, looking at it with a different lens. Like, uh, like no, being able to see that like Don's whole fucking birthday party, he's thinking about Rachel. Like, I don't think I ever caught that at first. Like, I don't think I was always confused wondering like why Is he in this watching school? the kiss, for example, like set him off or something. But now I'm like, he's really really stuck over Rachel and the fact that this the show didn't have to tell me that like it was obvious if you were paying attention 
that's what I really like. So I think yeah. I would give this, I would give it an, I would give it an eight. Yeah, I would give it an eight. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like an amazing piece of piece of episode, but you know, it, like I said, it did a really good job of storytelling, and we just um, we got to see a lot of character work. Yeah, um, we got to see who Rachel was. We got a little bit more. We got to see. Yeah, she was comfortable in her story. Really, yeah, and she also like she's not willing to. She's not. She sees more for herself. She's not willing to just be some side shit. Yeah, I appreciate that she has values. Um. So. Oh. And lastly, um, for trivia, I actually just have like one one trivia fact. Um, but this one's a doozy. The Glenn, Helen Bishop's kid, is played by the creator, Matthew Weiner's son. Oh, Alboy is the writer's son? Yeah, Alboy is the creator's son, yes. And maybe that is also of a factor as to why I don't like him because I feel like he only got the job because he was the creator's Is, this, is it his acting that you also don't like? Uh, he wasn't in this episode too I'm much. not, yeah, I can't comment too much on his you acting just yet. Comment but on just, that later. Just, uh, yeah, he, he bothers me. Um, <laughs> and I realize I'm saying this about a kid, like, I, I feel bad, but, like, also, like, if, you, if, if y'all see this kid, you'll understand. Like, it just... Like, if you see him and, like, outside of your window, like... You <laughs> that would, would think, freak me out. You would think he was a fucking ghoul. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. Okay, but... Oh, my goodness. This one ran a little long, you guys, but I feel like we had a lot to talk about. This there, this episode was juicy, bro. Like, there was a lot going on. This birthday party was intense. Uh, moral of the Poor story, Don's a piece of shit, but... Uh, no facts. That is the moral of the story in this episode. Moral of the show, really. <laughs> Marriage to a piece of shit. That's what the episode should have been. Well, okay, but um, we kept you guys long enough. Um, this is uh, this is Kai and Bree. Hope you guys enjoyed. And consider yourselves toasted. Yep. For this final one, bro. Uh, imagine having a birthday party like that. Though. I would wring your neck. Listen, 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 listen. With that with that liquor, anything's bound to happen. <sighs> Ridiculous. <laughs>